You're listening to Going All the Way with Scott and Raina. Oh my God, that was the most NPR shit I've ever heard. It was. Got a good NPR that voice. You do. You have a fantastic... I'm actually about to take a voiceover <laughs> class because I'm really interested in doing that. Put this you... on your reel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was just fair. I love... Uh, this is not a visual medium, but like you had your eyes down you're like... <laughs> I was like, I'm you not gonna so, let them psych me you up. You were so poised. <laughs> she nailed like and she, it did. she fucking... It came out like we are listening to the new season of cereal. <laughs> All right, here's what I want. All right. Do it one more time. Let's 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 turn that. All right. Let's turn that. Imagine You're with where, your Cuban lover. Yes. <laughs> we are a Cuban American military man right now and you are telling him to listen to our podcast. So let's, let's turn it let's turn it up a notch. Fucking kick it kick it in the fucking gear. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yes. All right, one, two, three, go. You're listening to Going All the Way with Scott and Raina. Ooh. Ooh. The, the, you, and Raina. You, you, you put some stank on Raina's name. <laughs> yeah, I always say you you have the fun name. Yeah, and that's why it's Scott Raina. You have the, it's a, it's such oh, a beautiful the, name. Uh, the, <laughs> that came out Scott. more aggressive. <laughs> See, Scott. too many fucking consonants, dude. <laughs> My name has too many consonants. <laughs> You have the ending in the. Uh, I, have, I have lots of vowels in my name. And since, and so, I guess vowels are just sexy, fucking sexy vowels, vowels right? For sure. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> And thank you for joining us for another episode of Going All the Way. I am your host, Scott Eason, and I'm joined by. Are you just going to do that the whole time? The whole time. I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, Raina Cahill. Say hello, Raina. Hello. Yeah. How are you, Raina? I'm doing just fine, Scott. You know what? So many of our listeners are out here just living vicariously through you because oh, I am bringing nothing to the table. <laughs> well, none of us are getting any poon. <laughs> and we're all upset about it, okay? I hear you. So, uh, a little birdie told me you recently kind of ended a tryst you had. Is that true? Um... What's a tryst, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> it's a kind of cracker like a tryst. I don't know. It's a, a short-term affair, a small relationship. He was a something. white man, so yeah. A white Trisket, man. Trisket, if you will. <laughs> cracker. <laughs> so uh, how, how are you doing? You good? I'm fine, yeah. I'm yeah. so busy with comedy. Like, that's... God, so busy. <laughs> so busy. That's... <laughs> That sounds like the biggest deflection I've ever heard. I'm so busy. How are you? I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Busy is not how you feel. Well, the, well, busy is one of the reasons why I was like, a relationship is not it's good not for working. me. Yeah, I'm, I can't. I can't um, do the sweet girlfriend stuff, sure. you know, that that is necessary in a relationship because yeah. I'm so fucking like. You know, if I'm not working, then I'm doing comedy. If yeah. I'm not doing comedy, I'm trying to write or I'm trying to book a show or make posters or I'm traveling. And it's just like, yeah. I am not super emotionally available right no, now. No, you're in the trap. 
You're, you're in the trap. That's, that's what happens when uh, when you start doing comedy seriously. It's like I kind of like it here. <laughs> it's so again. We've talked about this in the podcast before. It's so strange. Uh, I'm very lucky in that I was already married by the time I started comedy, and it's like I have a partner that's very supportive. But it's like being a single comedian and then having to meet somebody and then basically bamboozle them. <laughs> like, oh, it's so good to meet you. <laughs> We're connecting. Yeah, yeah. All right, bye. Yeah, bye. I'll be on the road. Yeah, for like a well, weekend yeah well that's it's it's the standard like if you're a comedian most of the time people like are like they're enamored by that they're like that's so cool yeah it that's is great. it's great i mean they i can see, get dates yeah they see you perform and they're like psyched because they're like oh that's so cool like yeah really i and think that, the confidence <laughs> on stage is just in general it, attractive it is, it so is. it's like people are super yeah. drawn to it yeah. like i don't i don't even need dating apps like no. people approach me yeah. and it's like but then I'm, like four months later they're like why can't you stay home? You're like, wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> this was already established. <laughs> you know that place yeah. that I'm always at? Like, that's, <laughs> that's forever until yeah. I go to another place. Yeah. Why do you have to do comedy all the time? You met me doing comedy. That's not the point. <laughs> every time. That's every what time. it is every time. Comedy's my one true love. I hear you. I make so love to comedy. Is that, is that where you're at? Are you are you off the market? Are you having rain of time right now? Are you hanging loose? What's the deal? I mean, I'm trying to get fucked, but like, I'm not... <laughs> You know what? This is. I appreciate your honesty. I mean, yeah, always, always, <laughs> always. <laughs> looking for the big. I mean, if it's, deal. <laughs> if it's not, if it's not a good way to wind down, it's material. You know. There we go. Oh, oh okay. Attention, people. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> you're either bringing it or you're going in the act. Yeah. So. <laughs> One way or another. Either well, way, they're flattered. I think. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, you know what? You do, you girl. Yeah. You do, you. I'm happy. I, I, I just, I want to really just like be in comedy like i, I just want to like be in it for a minute and just like you. not have to worry about anybody but me mm-hmm. and my shit you yeah. know i respect that i got my i got my hitachi wand <laughs> you know about it hell yeah <laughs> i know a thing or two you know what have we ever discussed it Do you, have, does it have a name have you does it have a name, you, you um, name for the purpose of one of my jokes i call no. it homie it's uh, my homie yeah and then i compare my pussy to marge simpson <laughs> And then she's like, mm, homie. And then that's Ooh. the thing. That's the- Hell yeah, guys. Did you hear that out there? You got a free Marge Simpson impression on this episode. <laughs> it was not one. good. No, it was, it, I should watch more Simpsons. Actually, you know what? I thought it was pretty fucking solid. All right. Then it was solid. Just, you know what? Just, the, do the mm, again. Mm. <laughs> that's Marge Simpson. <laughs> That's straight up. You know what? Next time you do have sex, can you do that? Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, and I'll talk about it on this podcast. Or Yoda. Or Yoda's like Ooh, Yoda yes. to me. The mm-hmm. second time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I guess Marge is a little more gravelly. She's... That's, ooh, that's that it. More, you just... Yeah. Ooh, you fucking nailed it. You nailed it. Homie. <laughs> yes. Uh, guys, you heard a, a third voice. That is our guest this episode. We are uh, very lucky to be joined by a touring comedian who came through Huntsville and did a couple shows. Uh, I had the good fortune to meet this comedian on the road. Uh, I, I, now we discovered, I think all the way back in 2018, and uh, we've been lucky enough to do some shows together. She's very funny. Joining us is the wonderful Christine Ferrara. Give it up. Hey. For Christine. Christine. Thanks for having Christine. me. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you being on the show. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, for the purposes of the rest of the show, I said she, but I'm just going to make sure. Uh, do you? How do you identify what, yeah. are, what, she, yeah, what are your pronouns yes. she her okay mm-hmm. just to make sure we get that out of the way so i have a question though yeah please shoot so 
Oh, our guests very rarely have questions for us. I'm so excited. Well, because you, so Raina, are you saying that you get comedy groupies? Like you get action from doing comedy? Um, (laughs) Truthfully, yeah, I'm kind of a stud. So, (laughs) because in eight years of doing comedy, I've been hit on after a show once in eight years. I've been hit on a lot by men and one time at a pride festival in Pensacola a girl just like rode with me like just didn't know (laughs) me and was like I'll go to the comedy show with you and I'm like okay cool like I'm parked over here do you want to like follow she's like I'll just ride with you and I'm like you don't know me (laughs) but I guess I'm not threatening and I've seen I've seen it in in my time doing comedy I've been hit on a a few times uh, varying from subtle to extremely aggressive I, I just I, love imagining an aggressive woman coming at Scott. Well, I've oh, I had a seventy-five-year-old woman grab my testicles after a show Ooh. one night, uh, and it, I've oh, I'll never forget this. She she walked up to me after a show. I said hello, and she reached out. She grabbed my private parts, and she went, "I want to fuck you." And I was like, "What?" Yikes! And here's the thing: like, I should have been offended that I was being sexually harassed. I was more offended that she fucking oinked at me first. Yeah. I mean, I think at seventy five, what have you got to lose? I mean, no, she was shooting her shot. I mean, she it was, was like, like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I I don't want to say I wasn't mad. I was upset. <laughs> but I was like, I'm, okay, you're fine. What am I going to do? I'm going to cancel this 75-year-old woman, too, or bingo club. Yeah. Like, there's nobody to cancel this woman, too. It's fine. Uh, with women, I have seen, I, uh, I've I've worked with a lot of female headliners and just other female comedians, and watching them, unfortunately, uh, I, I've, seen, I've seen them get hit on, and sometimes it's just a guy shooting a shot, and it can be very innocent. But a lot of the times, especially if a woman is up there just doing comedy and will say something sexual or something like that, I've seen guys just be absolute fucking monsters afterwards. Like I, uh, the Rena Com, who was a, a a a previous guest on this podcast, we were doing a show one night, and she talked about like eating ass on stage, and I like four dudes came up and was like, "I'll eat your ass." I was like, "God damn, bro!" <laughs> I, I like, wish no I could... subtlety, like at all. Just like, oh, you said it, so I'll just I'll say it back to you because I think it's okay, and it's like. Well, fuck. No, it's not. (laughs) After a mic one night, I had a guy. I wish I could remember exactly what he said, but it was so blatantly just like, fuck. It was like. And that's what I think. I think with God. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'll just, I won't say what he said because I can't remember, but I'll do the voice. He's like. (laughs) And I was like. Absolutely not. Absolutely well, not. Th- in my experiences, when I've been hit on, it's definitely been girls like, hey, you're so funny. And it's like, on the flip side, I've normally seen dude just be really creepy. I remember <laughs> what it was. He goes, so you you seeing anybody? <laughs> and he said it with so, his so with his raspy voice and those stupid, ugly smolder eyes <laughs> that didn't look good on him. Stupid, ugly smolder eyes. <laughs> And then I was like, I wasn't at the time, but I was like, yeah, I am. And then he was like, good, because somebody needs to be hitting that. And I was like, okay, I can hit it myself just fine. Thank you. (laughs) I don't need anybody's help. I was like, you're disgusting. Yeah. So you one time? You said one time? I mean, I th- and it was pretty recently, Ooh, too. Oh, but yeah. how, oh it was laying only- out. What was it? How did they shoot their shot? What, well, uh, it was, what I mean, he, he just came up to me afterwards and, like, straight up asked me out to oh. dinner or drinks or something like that. And I was like, ah, you know. I mean, it was fine. He was really drunk. Yeah. But I just think that, I just thought that it doesn't happen 
that much with women because um like men don't really find being funny that attractive you know what i mean <laughs> no, when you're funnier than them well, that's what it is i'm say, not <laughs> some men are intimidated yeah. by women they see on the stage because it's like oh they're very they're outspoken it's like this and that and they're like it's also like this weird thing which i think is universal in a way but it's also like man if i holler at this lady and whatever I, am i gonna end up like as a bit am i gonna end up in a joke and like some people are like i don't want that like that's very you know what i mean it's i've like, had the thing that rena talked about a lot where she was like men kind of talk to you as a gateway into comedy like i've had guys talk to you oh, yeah. yeah that would actually yeah. be worse I think. it's it's really and i'm just like okay i guess i made it look too easy uh <laughs> apparently women uh women comedians on tinder have said that a lot when they tell when a, when a tinder guy is like hey what are you doing they're like i'm a comic they're like oh really i've always been told i'm very funny <laughs> like, how should mm-hmm. i which is always like that don't ever Guys, if you're listening, don't ever say that. If a woman says something about she, I'll fucking invite you to a mic. Prove yourself. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Please invite me to text me immediately. Be like, Scott, you gotta be here. I gotta oh, for sure. Because <laughs> I will, I will, I'll break out multiple camera angles on that. <laughs> I'll record the whole. I got one on him, one on your reaction, one on the crowd. <laughs> one on the crowd. <laughs> one on the crowd. Figuring this on. Oh, I'll be laughing the whole time, regardless. <laughs> Whether he's funny or not, I'll be like, this is great. <laughs> oh, I love it. I can't wait. So uh, we're very happy to have uh, Christine joining us. Uh, she is coming to us via Chicago, Illinois. Uh, and uh, she did a show with us tonight. And we figured, you know what? You're here. Let's go ahead and dig into your sex life. Because that's what we do here <laughs> on Going All The Way. Uh, but loyal listeners, you know, before we do that, we have our general topic of discussion. And uh, again, we never come up with these things until literally we sit down and pop the headphones on. Also, and we need a jingle. I think we need a jingle well, I for think it. we do. Actually, I think <laughs> you're right. The topic of the day. Yeah. Guys, if you're listening right now and you have that, please send us a jingle. Topic yeah. of the day. <laughs> I would. Oh, I would love that. That Actually, would be dope. You've inspired something inside me. Uh but yeah, we're going to chop it up for a little bit. And we were talking and we have settled on, we're going to talk about contraceptives uh, and and our experiences with those as it relates to sex and what our thoughts are on, on contraceptive, uh, contraceptives, both male and female. Yes. Uh, so uh, let's just let's just go ahead and kick this off. Uh, do either of you ladies uh, IUD any type of extended or I just ever got mine done out. that? Yeah, just took it out. Yeah, yeah. I think it was causing like a lot of issues. That's mm-hmm. kind of a side effect of a lot of birth controls. Is you something happens? Something happens, and it was um, it, it was causing like I already have a lot of health issues. Like how many times have we done this podcast and I've been like <laughs> <laughs> like dying in the corner. Um, I just have like a lot of health issues and I was like, maybe if I just go exclusively women for a while, I can just get away with not doing birth control. <laughs> what a gamble. You're like, get that birth control out of there. I'm going chicks only. Chicks only. <laughs> chicks only. <laughs> it's not working out. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, the year is young. The year, that's <laughs> the fair. The year is young. That's fair. Uh, my wife has an IUD, uh, even after uh, three kids and uh, a his, uh, uh, not even a hysterectomy. She had her uh, her tubes removed. 
uh, after the twins, but she had an IUD because it helps control her menstrual cycle, uh, which apparently is a whole thing within the birth control sector as well, that it can actually help Mm -hmm. kind of get your uh your your lady times in uh in check <laughs> i was for, on for i had the iud word. and then they put me on the pill because the pill was supposed to regulate my cycle because <laughs> well, it affects every yeah. woman differently yes. every woman has a different experience yes. with contraceptive so mm-hmm. it was like i was fine and then i got the iud and it messed it up and then they were like well we'll put you on another birth control and i'm like oh. these aren't like double negatives are they like i'm not <laughs> You're gonna cancel everything <laughs> you know, like, i just want to be sure it's not, it's not gonna do the well, opposite isn't it with like with the traditional uh, birth control pills like the wheel aren't some of them sugar pills uh, I think some of them are sh- like placebo. Placebo for you, the seven you, days yeah, that you're supposed to have exactly. your period. So you take them, um, you're supposed to take them every day, which I, I, I've known many women that are like, oh, I forget. Just skip them. Oh, <laughs> I forget yeah. all the time. <laughs> oh, man. I, uh, yeah, I had, uh, we talked about contraceptives kind of uh, 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 as well as pregnancy scares. And uh, I, uh, before I got married, I dated a lady. She was a very sweet lady. Uh, and I don't know how, but I, I, I swear to God, I thought I heard her say it or it came from something that I heard that she was on birth control and we would have sex. And of course, being she was on birth control, no contraceptive for me, no condom, no anything else. And just, you know, just all up in there. And uh <laughs> And then after many times one night, she was like, oh, no, I'm not on birth control. I was like, excuse me? Uh, Yeah, we had rolled the dice for a very, very long time. Uh, And then uh, finally had a uh, a pregnancy scare. And that was that was frightening because, of course, like not being ready, her or me. Mm -hmm. But uh, the funny thing is uh, when she did start her period, she was late. But when she did start her period, we celebrated that by having more unprotected sex. <laughs> As you do. Which seems like a, just the wrong time to spike the football. <laughs> wow. Oh, a long time. Uh, I, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of old birth control. Have you, have you yourself, have you had a pregnancy scare? Right? Have you ever had one? Not like a real one. I had mm-hmm. someone I was young and kind of naive, and it was like, oh my goodness. You thought, but it was. Yeah, wasn't. but I was like, okay. Like looking back, I'm like, all right, Raina, just because he put his finger in there doesn't mean you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> What if you touched your penis and got some semen on it and then put it in there? Oh, yeah. I remember seeing on Yahoo Answers once, which was just the worst site ever. I think think it's gone now, but people were so stupid on there. Because of this. And it was like somebody posted on there was like, you can't get pregnant from pre-cum. And people were like, are you stupid? Yeah. People are dumb. (laughs) You totally can't. People are super fucking dumb. You totally can't. Uh, I had a friend ages ago who got pregnant she was on the pill. What was it? But it was some weird thing where she was like taking asthma medicine and it was whatever the medicine it was. Counteracted it counteracted pill. and she, you know, yeah. but anyway, I mean, she ended I, up I, raising I, well, a daughter. I've heard that. I've, I've had a couple ladies in my experience that were on the pill and then they would say, for instance, get sick and then they would get put on an antibiotic and then they'd be like, I, I can't right now because I'm on this antibiotic which cancels out the birth control right, and it's like right, right. Nah, you know what I mean it's like oh shit I did not know that was a thing but apparently yeah it is it's it like was, certain well, medicines can counteract others yeah it did and it was actually something like the second time she ever had sex 
And she got pregnant. I met a lady last week. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's awful. I met a lady last week, first time pregnant. Ugh. Wow. Here's the kicker. First time pregnant. Gets pregnant after her first time. And then doesn't have sex again. Has the baby. Has sex one more time. Then on the third time pregnant again oh no <laughs> two, See, that's almost two babies virginal. out of three that's yeah, like yeah. that's like god meant for that baby <laughs> oh you're almost a virgin speaking about i've worst. never been pregnant i never i maybe i never had any real pregnancy scares i had a mm-hmm. couple of times where i just was like took plan B immediately, sure. you know, or whatever, sure. because I was like, I'm not, I'm not even going to wait to find out. But, um, but yeah, I never really did. I don't so, know. Uh, I always was pretty careful. Yeah. So what's your relationship status now? Um, I've been, we actually just had our 11th anniversary. Awesome. We're yeah. not married, but I have sure. a boyfriend. We've been together yeah. 11 years. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, just no interest in kids. No, neither of us. No. We actually met. See, I'm older. I'm like 50. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we met when we were, I guess I was about 40. Yeah. 39, 40. Yeah. yeah. So we met kind of later. And I remember thinking I was like turning 40 and I thought, well, I'll probably just be single for the rest of my life because there's no point in dating anyone unless you want to have kids. Like, I'm sure, sure I'll never meet a man who doesn't want to have kids. <laughs> I really thought that. I thought, yeah. like, because most guys that I met really wanted kids, you mm-hmm. know? And so when you get up around 40, it's sort of like, well, I'm not doing that, probably. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but then I met my boyfriend, Dan, and we both... I mean, I chose not to have kids. I sure. wasn't just, like waiting around to yeah. see, you know i never wanted to have kids i don't know why but i knew mm-hmm. ever since i was really young i knew i didn't want kids yeah and he's just the same way i don't know so, oh no that's great well i mean honestly that's a I mean, beautiful fi- thing well yeah well, I mean, finding <laughs> finding somebody exactly on the same wavelength i mean it's great i mean as a uh, as a kid haver <laughs> as a person who has three kids it's funny uh whenever anybody's like it's it's weird uh, when people are like, oh, I never wanted kids. I'm like, I totally understand that. That's totally cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that, but I do know a lot of people who have kids who are like, you don't know what you're missing. It's the greatest thing ever. Like, how could you? You know what I mean? It's like don't because they're miserable don't. and they want you to be miserable <laughs> yeah, with them. I think part of it is. That. I'm like, don't lie to them. Like, it's not easy. I mean, I I wanted kids and my wife wanted kids and I mean we uh, it's it's great. But I mean, I would never. I, I'm ne- I, I've never been the kind of person who's like what you don't want kids that's crazy you also hear a lot of this like oh like for somebody around Raina's age like in their late 20s <laughs> that you're like i don't really want kids and people are like you'll change your mind yeah don't worry you'll change your mind oh yeah and it's like well will i you know uh but i've seen it go both ways i've seen men and women that are like i don't want kids then they meet a particular partner and that partner's like i want kids and you're like you know what with you because you know what I mean it makes sense to me with you or something like that so it's like feelings do change but I mean if you don't want kids shit <laughs> fucking rock it out yeah <laughs> I, uh, I, I would consider having children but I would like adopt children pregnancy sure. looks miserable and, uh, and some women my wife look would beautiful agree. <laughs> and they have, like some women have you ever seen so, like there are some that are just like 
oh, I love being pregnant. Like, I've met women who are like, I'm, I've given like four natural births and it mm, was amazing and I true. love it. And like all these great things happen to them. But I just, I know me. <laughs> and I just would be just like the saddest, fattest thing sure. that just was like just depressed all the time. I, I would met, feel awful. I've met two women in my life that were clinically like they had they met with doctors the whole thing they desperately wanted kids but they had a severe phobia about being pregnant they were yeah. scared if they were pregnant it would kill them right or something would happen and they were like i want to be a mom so bad but i can't i can't do it myself and it's like this very weird <coughs> catch 22 mm-hmm. uh and i've i've also had a, a, one of my best friends him and his wife adopted so I got to see that from the beginning, from the inception of them, like, okay, we can't have our own kids because of medical reasons, and we want to adopt, and how long that took. And then I've I've known somebody who had a surrogate. I've kind of seen, like, each section of it, and it's just such a wild thing because it's like when you – just a man and a woman get together. You can just be like, oops, we made a baby. <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? It's like literally that simple. That's the whole thing. It's so simple. Uh, but then like outside of that, if you want a baby, holy shit, it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's really, it's hard to get a baby. Did you know that? Just, I, I, I don't mean have one. I mean, just get one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just I've heard it's get, very expensive. Just too. get a baby. <laughs> you could just steal one. You could just, you, you could, I don't, that never ends very well. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm not advising that. I'm sure there's that. some stolen babies out Christine's there. Christine's looking at me like, know. who am I on a podcast with right now? She hates men and she's stealing babies? Actually, yeah. th- that's what this podcast is about. It's about stealing babies. I'm just... I'm, hoodwinked you. I'm, I'm raising a, a feminist army and I'm stealing them as children. <laughs> All these stolen babies. No. I have some friends in Chicago that were wanted to adopt and it was really hard. And yeah. they went through the system for a couple, two or three years and they were just about ready to give up on it and then the agency called them and was like okay we have three siblings but you have to take all, all three. three and they took them yeah. and, and they are happy Package as deal. can be That's so beautiful. they are the yeah. cutest kids and they're yeah. so good yeah and it was like it ended up perfect because yeah. it's like how old were they when they were adopted? Four, five, and six. Oh, okay. Ooh, yeah, wow, so they're close together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So I'm glad that worked out. Yeah. yeah, I that actually apparently is not that uncommon, especially with the older children that are in the system. Is like they buddy up uh, if they're related and they're fortunate enough to be together. But also, like I've heard countless stories about kids that are so attached they've become attached in the system and it's like listen like have you considered both right no, you take both <laughs> i know you wanted one <laughs> what about two <laughs> well the funny thing is i think a lot of people that are uh I, this is a terrible way to say it but are on the market right. <laughs> <laughs> are like one two what a deal <laughs> yeah. they're like two for one yeah, exactly. hell yeah I'm in. <laughs> it's a sale i could get behind you know right <laughs> yeah like, no that makes sense yeah, yeah, good for them good for them uh my wife would definitely agree with the whole like pregnancy is not great <laughs> she didn't have like terrible pregnancies but of course like my wife is five feet tall she's very small so it's like when she gets pregnant, holy shit, does she get pregnant? And then with the twins, it was like we had such a one of the weirdest conversations <laughs> I've ever had. Um, went into the doctor and it was like it was quite obvious with my wife being so small, the twins were not going to go to term because like she looked like she was going to die. Yeah, the, know, her she, whole her, all of her was, was pregnant. She fucking, was just one big. It was uterus. It was. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was insane. And uh, I didn't know, you know, like with twins, it's like it's it's a lot different. Like there's a lot that goes on. Like we had uh, one of the final meetings with um, the gynecologist, the OBGYN, you know, uh, and then the, the actual team that was going to be doing the C-section and everything like that. Because it was like, well, wildly enough, they, they told my wife, they're like, you know what? The way the twins are, like we could take one via C-section and you could have one vaginally. And she was like, that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Like you want me to have the worst of both worlds? Just take both. <laughs> I like your wife. <laughs> Taking both, and uh, we sat down. You know, after that, we'd had we had the C section scheduled, and it was like the final meeting. And the doctor was like, "This is going to sound really weird, but like this has to be addressed. Um, if something is happening and it's life threatening, I need to know: Do I save your wife or do I save the children?" Ooh. Like oh which my one? God. And I immediately said, "My wife." Yeah, I said, "Save my wife." And he was like, okay. Because it'll just be me with three yeah. kids, dog. <laughs> not, well, not, well, I mean, I'm not going to say that didn't creep in a little bit, but it's also, you know, like, I, you know what? I don't know these kids. I know my wife. <laughs> yeah, she's your soulmate, yeah, you right? know? Like, and it's like, I looked at her and she was like, right fucking answer. Yeah, that's exactly what I would have wanted you to say. And I was like, all right, nailed that quiz. <laughs> well, she's <laughs> got all the passwords. Yeah, yeah, you know? right? It was just such a wild question. Like, I never even considered that. Right. As a as an eventuality, it's like yeah. oh shit. It's Pregnancy like, can be dangerous. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. I mean, again, she's carrying two people. She was thirty six weeks, and it was like these fuckers are coming out. <laughs> like, uh, some women yeah. develop diabetes with the children. I like food, man. I don't want to. Uh, well, the the cravings and the weird things that happen are definitely true. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we uh, more uh, the cravings for sure, but also what I saw was the exclusion of particular foods after a while it was like my wife loves peanut butter like Mm -hmm. it's her fucking jam and with our first with blake our our oldest um she could not eat peanut butter made her sick oh uh and which was a bummer because she loved it so much but she couldn't eat it like the smell of it made her sick and what's hilarious is blake is now 12 fucking hates peanut butter (laughs) that's funny (laughs) won't eat it won't eat it Wow. I thought you were about to say he's allergic to peanuts. And I'm like, oh, no. It's a she. (laughs) Oh, sorry, sorry. What the fuck? I don't know. I just. (laughs) No, it's a a boy. It's a boy girl name. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I have have this joke about um, having (laughs) to choose between kids and comedy. Mm -hmm. And so I give up my octuplets for adoption. Mm -hmm. And when when I do that joke, people always come up to me and like, do you really have octuplets? <laughs> like, no, you fucking no. <laughs> Because, I mean, to me, the joke is that, like, if you, you can't just have octuplets, you have to take tons of hormones and stuff. You know what I mean? That yeah. you would never give them up for a Nadia Suleiman, you can ask <laughs> yeah, her. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> do people still do that? Are there still, like, octomoms and stuff? I Luckily, I think the craze died down after, like, John and Kate plus eight. And then the, there, there was... The, the, so it was like the Duggars, John and Kate plus eight, right. and then like the Octomom. But here's the cra- wasn't the, but, there a thirteen one? Or I don't. Something? Well, no. The thing is with Octomom, it was fourteen. So Octomom had <sighs> six kids. Then she had eight. Oh my god! She had six existing. And here's the thing: she was, she, like you said, it's it's not natural. She got. Um, fertility inseminated the whole nine yards with the goal of having as many kids as possible because she wanted to be famous. Oh. So literally it was all staged. That is 
the worst way to get famous I've ever yeah. heard in my entire oh. life. Yeah. Well, like, she, she knew that... It, I'll become the, a serial killer before yeah. I do that. That well, is the, awful. The, at, the, at that time, it was like with something like that, she got millions of dollars because you had like the diaper companies and the formula companies and everything approached her and was like, listen, we'll pay for everything. Like just like, you know, just, we'll, oh be, we'll be your sponsor. So it's like, literally, that's what she did, her whole plan. So she had 14 fucking kids. Jesus. She had six, then had eight. So, I mean, it's like a nightmare. Then you had the Duggars, which was basically religious region uh, reasons. Mm-hmm. But I think the Duggars were what, 19 and 19 and counting, 20? Whoa. 19 or 20 kids that the Duggars had. And it was like, the they had a reality show. And uh, they were, like, serious religious. So it was, like, all 19 kids were, like, supposed to be very straight-laced. And none of them were, uh, you know, like, at all, like, normal. (laughs) Let's just be honest. (laughs) Like, all 19 were like, we won't have sex till we're married. And it's, like, 19 of you. (laughs) There's 19 of you. And then it came out, like, a couple of... One of them went to prison for child pornography. Oh, no. Uh, And one of... I think another one had massive drug problems. And then it was this and that. And it was, like, well, yeah. Yeah. Of course they did. When you use your vagina as a Gatlin gun, you're going to have a few bad bullets. <laughs> yeah, statistically, oh, yeah. that's on you. Out of yeah. 19 kids, like, only two going bad. That's well, not. I, I was about two or three go bad out of 19. I'd say you're fucking beating the house. You like, are. You're ahead of the game. Yeah. If 16 of them are good. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm a. I have two other siblings. There's three of us, and yeah. I'm one of them. <laughs> uh, I don't like uh, yeah. child pornography. I want to make that very clear. I'm Th- not. You know what? Thank you for specifying. I do not. I do appreciate. <laughs> uh, after I said that, I was like, wait, wait I should wait. probably clarify. Hold on. I shouldn't. <laughs> Let's. Can we edit that? <laughs> can we, can we, can we can cut that out? Can Scott's not going to cut it out. Can we kill that? So uh, how do we feel about condoms? Condoms? Yeah. Who uses condoms? No, I'm <laughs> That's a very cavalier attitude. <laughs> no, I um, I mean, I think they're they're super dope, and we should all use protection. <laughs> no, I do think protection is very. I, th- I think it's very important. Sure. Um, well, let, especially when it's someone you you're not familiar with. Well, I'm outside of the big SD, on that. Uh, the, so STIs are definitely. I mean, of course, Huge. like condoms on people that you don't know. But uh, I, I think. Let's just go ahead and say on the podcast going all the way, we're definitely pro condom uh, mm-hmm. in in most situations. But of course, there are other situations when uh, uh, bareback it, baby, <laughs> bareback it. <laughs> <laughs> well, for instance, let's just uh, let's dive into Christine for a second. So you're 50. You've mm. been with your boyfriend for about 11 years. Yeah. Do you guys use any type of contraceptive? Condoms, yeah. Condoms? Using, yeah. Still using condoms? Yeah, I like condoms. I don't know. <laughs> there's, I mean, there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. I tried birth control once a long time ago. Didn't like it, like, hormonally. It just didn't work for me. And I would always forget to take one of them, so then that screws it up. Yeah. And so I've, I've always used condoms. I, I don't know. I like them. Because I, I, it's like I also... Yeah, I just like having that layer and also the STDs thing and sure. whatever. I mean, yeah, we don't have to worry about that anymore, but I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I just I, nothing wrong with that. I, I get sure. irritated by the latex. Like yeah. I think I, I have an allergy to latex or mm. something because it, it like would just pussies yeah. on fire if I use a condom. Uh-oh. Like if I'm not like if it's certain kinds, I guess. I don't know why, this but certain sex kinds is on fire. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, yeah, it is. God, call that the king, call that the Kings of Leon snatch. <laughs> Wait, what? The Kings of Leon, the, the band that sang the song says, "Brayna, are you with us tonight?" Yeah, but that? I thought that that was, I thought that was, um, I don't know. I didn't think that was Kings of Leon that sang. <laughs> The girl on fire thing. No, wait. No, you're thinking Alicia Keys with this girl. Is, is that not on what fire? you were just singing? I said sex on fire. Yeah, but you yeah. said it in the tune of <laughs> the sex is on fire. Oh, okay. I've never heard that song, and it sounded like you you've were kind never, of going in the tune of the other song. song. Not that I know of. Really? Maybe you're not singing it very well, Scott. Maybe uh, we're, we're. Why are we? Why are we? Oh, fuck <laughs> you. No, I am singing that shit dead on. Do you know the song I speak of? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> that, I it was beautiful. Boom, in your fucking uh, face. Whatever. You book epic. I don't know. <laughs> Since I've never used an IUD, will you tell me what it's like? Because oh, I am kind of wow. curious. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I don't like putting stuff up there. Um, It hurt really bad when they put it in. God. And it was painful for like... And it's been years now since I got it in, but I they said they said to expect some discomfort for up to a month mm-hmm. um, when I got That's it. That's insane. Yeah, and I I was I was like just kind of imagine some of your worst like menstrual cramps that you could ever imagine. <gasps> like I had those just constantly. I know for at least like a minimum of two weeks after I got it, it was awful and um there was some you know like some blood and stuff just because i I don't you know i guess the hormones kind of fuck with things but then also they inserted something in you it was very painful um afterwards i really didn't like know it was there um like i mean i knew it was there but like i i didn't really notice it um like during sexual intercourse and stuff it it never really caused a problem um, I just I I did have some cysts come up and I mean that's not necessarily because of the IUD but also it could have been because that's just how hormones work and um, but like throughout the time like I was it was nice to not have to think about it like I if it wasn't for like some of the health issues I have I would probably still have it like I actually got mine taken out a few months early because I could have gone till the end of the summer probably with it um but i've just like it's just been a rough year for me and i was like i just this is the first thing i can think of i already have so many issues in this this region let's take this out and see if anything changes oh my god so yeah um see you're not talking me into it it's not sounding good to me no yeah i I don't blame you at all i I liked the nuva ring i did use the nuva ring for a while yeah there's an arm iud you were pointing at your arm right is there a a thing where you get it's like a little implanted yeah 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 Yeah. i don't know i had a friend who got really sick from that though so i was Mm. like not doing that one yeah i just um i really want to get my tubes tied but because i'm 27 and have never had kids nobody will like even have the conversation with me like i'll bring it up and they just like change the subject um and i it, i don't know if this is a problem everywhere but i know it's a problem in the south like yeah. with with you know trying to get a doctor to tie your tubes and it's like hey i thought this was my body um you, yeah you just you have to find the right doctor i do uh, hey if, yeah. please send me uh info on docs that will just tie there's that been, shit up uh, there's a few i know a few uh comedians that have had that and went through the same thing not i mean uh one of them was in colorado could not find uh, a doctor they had to go well outside mm-hmm. uh denver even to i think to find some money uh so it's definitely it's just a i think it's a weird thing because yeah people are just uh, tying back into like what we said earlier people have this weird thing where they're like you'll regret it 
You'll regret, you'll regret it. it. Right. One day you'll be 32 and you'll find the right man and you'll so want to have kids and you can't. And it's like, bitch, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> That's like, not, not going to happen. I just it's think it, adoption is such a viable option. Well, There's so many kids that need homes and it's like, it it's, just makes sense. Why not a, just uh, It's a lot. It. Yeah. It's a lot easier for men. It is. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you are 25 and you go in, you're like, I want a vasectomy. They're like, what? You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's kind of the same thing, but they're a hell of a lot more like lenient with that. They're like, fine, you know, yeah. because a vasectomy is reversible. Well, right? and they also aren't questioning that you know what you yeah, want. Right? It's like That's, fucking uh, insane. Yeah. It, 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 also, it's, it's I think crazy. they're going to make more money in the long run prescribing a fuck ton of birth control. Sure. I, I mean, think that it, it money has is, something money to do is with definitely it. a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, money is, yeah, money's part of it. Whenever, I, whenever sure. I was like, they're like, you want to get your IUD taken out? You can do this. And I was like, yeah, I'm just having some issues and I just want to start with that and see if it helps. And then they were like, okay, well, what birth control are you going to go on next? And I just want to be like, Pussy, I guess. The lesbian one? Pull and pray. Pull and pray. That's what we're doing. Pull and pray. That's how I was conceived, actually. Oh. Yeah, my mom told me that. That's so romantic. <laughs> I was a surprise. Yeah, I was a, I was a surprise as well. Yeah, aren't you much younger than your siblings? Uh, my brother is 18 years older than me, and my sister is eight. Okay. All right. That's not me. such a. My oldest brother's ten years older than me, yeah. and then my middle brother's like five years. Yeah, older eighteen, than me. eight, and then me. So I was definitely the. Yeah, I was a fucking. <laughs> You're the baby. <laughs> I was the baby, but uh, I had older parents. My let's see here. My mom was I think forty, uh, and my dad was actually my dad was my age. I am now. He's forty three when I was uh, when I was born. I was. How old was I when the when the twins were born? Thirty seven. Thirty seven. I was uh, thirty six, thirty seven. Which means I've trust me, you do the math, especially in your later thirties. You're like, I'll be like 54, 55 when they graduate high school. You know, so you're trying to like do the math, and you're like, okay, they go to high school. Let's just assume they're going to go to college. Let's assume, <laughs> and it's like, okay, so let's say they take four or five years. We'll be sixty when they graduate uh, college. You know, it's like you start doing this really weird math, and then you look back. And, uh, like, some of my friends, like, my wife and I got married. Uh, I was, I think I was 26 when we got married. Uh, And we decided we wanted to be married for at least five years before we even thought about having kids because we wanted to enjoy being married and uh, so on and so forth. So many people go the opposite direction. Like, we're married. We got to have a kid now. Let's get this shit out (laughs) of the way. get right to it. That's what it is. It's like they had kids when they were 26 years old, and now those kids are like graduating high school, and they're like, ha-ha, motherfucker. Like, I, I beat the game. I'm 43, and my kids are getting out of the house. I'm like, shit. Like, I should have started earlier. It just seems like a long get it out of the way. You know, it's it, still 18 it, years it, minimum it of get it out of the it, way. It is, but uh, if it's, you're a it's decent one of the, parent. Like, <laughs> like right now, it's I have friends that are my age. They're 43, and they're having babies now. And I'm like, holy shit. It's like 43. It's like, that kid's going to graduate high school when you're 61. You know, it's like, that's fucking crazy. Kids and then it's weird. like, for, for women, it's a whole... Uh, the kid's definitely going to be weird. <laughs> but then for women, it's a whole other thing. It's like, guys, we just can just be out here firing rounds off to we're fucking 90 years old. <laughs> yeah. And like, with women, trust me, I mean, it's like, with my wife being over 35 with the twins, it was like, oh, we're bringing in so many health complications possible just because you're advanced age i'm like bitch she's 35 <laughs> it's like 35 years old they're like i know but it's like you're a little bit in the upper scale and it's like women consistently now are having babies 40 45 years old hell even older and it's like all of that it's like you're literally like 
It's a fucking crapshoot. <laughs> yeah. Like it could hurt you. It could hurt the baby. There's all kinds of birth defects that just happen because of uh, of the age of the mother and so on and so forth. And it's like just fucking a wild, wild thing. So. It really is. It seems so backwards to me because to me, I feel like you should like the best time to have a kid is probably ages. I mean, honestly, it's probably like. 16 to 28 or or I don't know about 16 but it's definitely like ages 18 to probably 20 or maybe 30 is supposed to be the prime time you know like when you're really young yeah it's supposed to be easier it's supposed to be healthier and to me it doesn't make any sense because it's like you should be able to have a life (laughs) before you do that you know so it's just it seems unfair I don't know it's a it's it's wild I mean but it's also if you have it's one of those weird things. Nate Bargatze has a great joke uh, about kind of what we're talking about. He's like, man, he's like, I wish, why couldn't I have had kids when I was like 13? <laughs> because I'm 31. This kid's out of here. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And you're like, oh, wow. And it, it's just such a weird thing that I, I know people who've had uh, kids when they were 16, 17, 18 years old. And now they're like 40. And you're like, oh, my, me and my kid, like, kick it. <laughs> you know, your kid's 22 and you're 40. And it's like. That is pretty cool. You're, you're well, you're, I mean, that the whole thing is like, you're, you're adults like 18 at that years, but you're both adults. Right. You know, but it's also like at that particular point, like I know a lot of 40 year olds that go hard in the paint and you're out here like partying with your kid. <laughs> yeah. That kind of thing. Hey so man, like, you want a bump? <laughs> yeah. Dad, well, chill. I don't, I'm not saying that doesn't happen if you're a 60 year old and your kid's 22 and you're still, you I mean, I know that happens too. But Scott's like, I'm definitely doing that. Yeah. Oh, I will. <laughs> That's fine. But it's like, it, it, for some reason, it's. I, I just think it's strange if, you, like, when you're that young and your kid, you know, because I've I've seen that in action, and it's like, oh, y'all are out drinking together and shit, and it's like, oh, that blows my fucking mind because, like, I'm a dad now, and I can't imagine doing that with my kids. They're also twelve and two six year olds. Yeah, you so, shouldn't do it yet. Well, you should wait. <laughs> wait until their seventh birthday. At least, at least. <laughs> wait, and I'm gonna get. Start on Chardonnay. <laughs> it's just a simple. It's good. <laughs> they have a very sophisticated wine palette. Well, uh, well, for, well, I'm just going to give them the wine juice boxes. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> After soccer games, here, load up on this Pinot. You know, there's some Pinot Grigio. Oh, he's going to sleep Pinot good Grigio. tonight. Some Pinot Grigio. You know, Pinot Grigio. For the, for the six-year-old. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, uh I'm I'm a kid haver. We talked about that. Christina's discussed how uh, she was lucky enough to to find somebody who shared her views and uh, Reina and you are falling on the. You said you would. Are you are you waffling? Are you iffy? Are you in between? Would you have kids? Or are you right now? You're like no. Right now, it's a no. Yeah. But I do. I I mean I know you're I'm open gonna, to the possibility. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean you did say the whole like well if you met the right person absolutely sure. and I've dated people with kids and yeah. and I like kids but I I really like kids like temporarily so I think like an ideal oh, thing would be like shit. that's what you yeah want. You I love yeah. my niece yeah like I have three nieces I, I love yeah. all three of them you can give um, them back <laughs> exactly them back. exactly yeah, there's yeah. a return policy on those motherfuckers it's like you can take them back yeah I'm obligated to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or else it's kidnapping uh, it's, well, she's got to go to school right up but she's helping me clean my house right now she's <laughs> oh wow this just took a turn in a child slave labor <laughs> <laughs> she likes it <laughs> She loves vacuuming. She loves it. <laughs> she is. She like. I mean, she does like to clean. And she comes to my house every time, and she's like, Aunt Raina, 
Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, shut up, Zoe, get to work. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, but okay. no. I mean, I do uh, like, I, I mean, yeah, there's a possibility that I might change my mind. I'm sure. very certain I don't want to birth them from my own canal, though. Uh, you know? I don't, I, I don't ever want you to say that sentence ever again. By birth the way. them from, from my, my canal. own canal. <laughs> My own canal. <laughs> my, no. my own canal is. Like, <laughs> I don't need to hear that. <laughs> the canal? How about no canals? <laughs> let's, not, let's leave the word canal out of your mouth right now. Let's not talk about that. Uh, yeah, I that was uh, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> talked about Raina's canal. Uh, I to, to sum up, I can uh, I can say here at uh, going all the way. I, I think we are all in agreement in saying that, uh, guys, if you're listening to this. Practice safe sex for not only for the purpose of of STIs, but also for unwanted pregnancies and so on and so forth. And uh, but, however, if you're on the other end of the spectrum, uh, go get it in there, (laughs) knock them up. I don't know what you're doing out there, so just be safe about it. Either way, yeah, your body, your choice. That's right. We're very positive on this. (laughs) Wait, how old is your oldest kid? Twelve. Oh, okay. So you haven't had to do the sex talk yet well here's the thing Uh what i have discovered uh we've had to have some of it because in this day and age it's like look shit's different like Mm -hmm. they are inundated it's everywhere it's Mm -hmm. uh it's almost i don't want to say it's it's a moot point because you need to sit down with your kids and you need to have this conversation. And sometimes it just happens very organically where you're literally kids are so inquisitive. It's like kids ask questions. You right. know? It's like, especially their parents, if they feel comfortable, they'll just ask you all kinds of crazy <laughs> shit. And you're just like, Whoa, I wasn't ready for that. But you have to be, you know, you're in the moment. You're like, okay, well let's tackle this question. Uh, but fuck. I mean, it's just, I mean, between just social media, and then television and like it's so different i mean imagine like we have like three different swaths of ages here like you're 50 i'm 43 reina is 27 uh so it's like generationally like me and you are pretty close but reina is a step back and it's like from you to me to her just the content on network television has radically oh fucking changed yeah. radically so it's like the shit that i mean you could now i mean my 12 year old could just turn on nbc and watch the episode of svu and be like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean it's like and that's like just on prime time television uh, yep and then with everything else happening and it's just like tiktok even oh my gosh yeah with tiktok but it's also like with the internet like at school now these kids, it's like at school, it'll be like, oh, well, they can't get through on the internet at school. It's like the fuck they can't because now these kids are out here and my daughter will be like, oh, yeah, this kid, like he hacked, like he wrote code. I'm like, oh, my God. Now they're like sentient. They're fucking anonymous. Like, I'll get around this fucking firewall. Titties. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's insane. So it's like. Yes, you still have the birds and the bees are a thing, but at the same time, they'll come in and you'll be like, Oh, you already know about that word, 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 word. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, what about this? Uh, my daughter at 12 is still, I don't know how else to say it, but like asexual. Mm. She's asexual right now, which is, I'd probably say, um, best case scenario well i mean i'm not going to complain about it but i will say it's like it's not the status quo because like at 12 right now most of her friends at 12 and 13 are completely it's sex sex it's boy crazy it's girl mm-hmm. crazy it's this and that and like she is one of the few holdovers where like i i'm not 
delusional thinking it's not going to happen because it will happen at some point. Like she'll discover her sexuality. And honestly, right now, I mean, we don't know which way it's going to go because she is very androgynous. Right. Um, I mean, she definitely, she identifies as female. I mean, as far as a 12 year old and here's the thing, I mean, I'm very, I'm progressive as shit, but at the same time, it's like, I'm also like, if she were to be like, I'm this for sure. I'm like, you're 12. Like, <laughs> Time. <laughs> yeah. Time will really tell. I understand like at twelve you can have very firm opinions and I agree with that. It's like and if if that's what if that's what my daughter asked for, if that's what she wanted as far as like identification or anything else, I would respect her wishes. But at mm-hmm. the same time I wouldn't be surprised if at some point it changed. Because at twelve years old, like think about being twelve. I mean, can you make rock solid decisions about your whole life oh, <laughs> man. at twelve? I do wonder about that because it's like there's so many more um kids and people but let's just say kids coming out as trans or non-binary then certainly more than when i was a kid because i mean when i was a kid i'm so old that um (laughs) i mean like there some kids came out as gay but there weren't i don't think anyone came out as trans or non-binary i mean some people were just more androgynous and things like that but now it's like really common. Like my sister's kid is non-binary mm-hmm. and has a whole group um, at their school. How old? Um, now they're sixteen. Yeah. They came out when last year when they were fifteen. Sure. So and yeah, like you know, it it's possible they'll change. Oh, uh, but here's then the again, thing. it's I, like. Yeah. But what I was gonna say is like, but then I have so many friends that are queer trans non-binary and they knew like they you know they'll tell you like Like from the oh yeah i knew when i was eight you know and it's Mm -hmm. like i don't doubt them why would i doubt somebody who's 16 you know that's the whole thing it's it's not doubt i would just say it's leaving it open to you can grow and you can change here's the thing from 12 to 16 is a chasm Right. Like it's so different from 12 to 16 because as you just said like at 12 years old my daughter in her school it's like there are kids um that have i mean and when i say kids i don't mean one or two i mean it is it's happening it's like mm-hmm. it's out there and oh, because yeah. the thing is a lot of them they're experimenting and it's like that's what you do as a kid but mm-hmm. i mean they're changing their pronouns they're like one day they're like i'm this the next day they're like i'm that and you know what i mean and it's like I'm all for it. It's like, hey, explore. Because you know what? At 12, by you saying that, you're not hurting anybody. <laughs> right. So it's like, feel it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if like, if you have particular feelings, it's like, act on those and, and so on and so forth. But it's just, I'm always like, things are fluid. That mm-hmm. I mean, literally, we talk about like gender fluidity. It's mm-hmm. like, it is a thing. It's like right. it, sexuality and everything else is a, a constant moving parts. So it's like anytime if somebody says something, I'm like, if this is how you feel right now in this current moment, I support you 100%. As long as you feel that way, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But if you ever decided to change your mind, I would still support you there as well. So it's like I have to take the same stance with my kid. Like if she is like my friends right now are this and I kind of feel that way too. I'm like, well, you know what? Then explore that. That's fine. And you know what? If you ever have any questions, if you want to talk, we're here for you. Right. And then, like, if you came to me next week and was like, you know what, I don't, mm, I'm going to go the other way. It's like, that's fine too. <laughs> it's like, fine because I, in our house, I mean, we just try to live by the, the simple tenet of, look, if you're not hurting anybody, mm-hmm. if what you're doing is not hurting you, it's not hurting anybody else, it's not detrimental to society as a whole, you know, it's like, fucking do it. Yeah. It's fine. 
it's absolutely fine. But it's just, it is a bit of a minefield. It's crazy. I think it's, I think the biggest thing is just keeping, like, educating children. Like, I think that's the best thing you can do. Like, and I think what a lot of people are concerned with, with the, the young and the, the non-binary and the transgender is that, um, that, 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 12 year old or whoever is not old enough to make the decision but if you educate them well enough like they sure. can they can make the right educated you know decision like sure. that's the biggest thing is people trying to you know keep things from their kids and 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 I feel like that's what like a lot of adults that were transgender now that talk to me that that talk about it is well nobody trusted me to make this decision but like you said Christine like your friends are like well I knew at this age and it's like, but I wasn't educated enough to know all this other stuff. You know, like when you, when you speak about trans, if you're talking about hormones and stuff, like that's really serious. And you have to, you have to be like, okay, if this is what you want, let's do it. But also you need to know these side effects because things sure. will change about you and they cannot be changed back or they won't change back the same. So I think the biggest thing is just keeping that open line of communication, which it sounds like you have. Well, communication which is, is very important. And I mean, and I, agree, I agree that it, it falls. I mean, it really does fall on, on the parents and the family as a unit, because honestly, right now it's kind of funny. We're literally kind of discussing in a roundabout way that don't say gay bill in Florida. Uh, have you read about that? I have not. Okay, so Ron DeSantos uh, is, uh, you know, he's uh, proposed a bill, and they have called it the "Don't Say Gay" bill, which not 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 them, no people have coined it that. Right, it's not yeah. like they're trying to push well, them no, no, no. through this legislation called "Don't Say Gay," but what it is, they're pushing for no uh, in schools, no kind of sex education or anything like that until after third grade. So they're trying to say no discussion of sex, no discussion of pronouns, no discussion of anything. Like, leave it completely alone. No discussion of any sexuality or anything until a child has passed third grade. Oh, it will be discussed among kids oh, who no, don't I, know what they're talking I know, about. But what you they're know? talking about is in school, <laughs> in school with the right, teachers, yeah, yeah. With, with curriculum, things like that. And but it's that's like, what they're missing. Yeah. So <laughs> a lot of people, and of course, Florida can be, I mean, we're in Alabama. I'm not going to, I am going to talk shit about Florida for just a second, but Florida can be a tough state. Uh, and a lot of people have interpreted that bill as like, you're literally trying to squash like the, like kids education like education there exactly what we just talked Sex about ed is the so understanding important. and everything like that so it's like if it, I, I think about it it's the whack-a-mole it's the whack-a-mole effect it's the push down pop-up right if you push down on certain things other things are going to pop up so it's like if you all of a sudden say well this can't be taught then all of a sudden it's taboo and what do kids love more than anything else they fucking love taboo yeah. <laughs> kids love taboo so that just means they're even more interested in it so literally you're kind of giving them a firm push to get out there and explore and find things out on their own because all of a sudden they realize, oh, well, it's like they won't talk about it at school. So Which is like dangerous. This, yeah. It's like, yeah, oh, historically well, not it, talking it, about yeah. things is you not You know what? Great. They're not, they're not yeah. talking about it, so you know what? It must be cool. <laughs> <laughs> must be really cool. Yeah, if they don't want us yeah. to know about it. So it's this weird thing about it's where does the responsibility lie of educating children about that it's like of course don't get me wrong, i mean i i don't want to hedge but it's like i am for education in the schools but there's also up to a particular point and then i do believe the parents have to take it the rest of the way right. i think there needs to be some kind of balance i think it's absolutely ridiculous to have zero in the schools and leave it all on the parents 
But I also believe it's too much to have just the schools be like, we got it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then then the parents like, what? So it's like that happy medium. And it's like, especially like we talked about in the South, it's like we're in a very weird place because like we're in Alabama, we're the buckle of the Bible Belt. Mm-hmm. We are in a very progressive city. Huntsville is super progressive. I mean, it's it's you know the oasis in Alabama, but at the same time, we're still in Alabama. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're going to have staunch opposition uh, to any kind of sexual discussion in school. I mean, I know people that are like high school. They're like, they shouldn't be talking about sex in high school. It's like, are you kidding? These high schoolers out here fucking. Yeah, <laughs> they should be talking about it <laughs> they so to, they know what I they're mean, doing. I, it, it, bare minimum, it has to start in middle school. Because bare minimum. I mean, uh, I think we I, watched the video in. Fifth grade, yeah, I think that was the in my my <laughs> in in my experience with what I know with people working for the school system, so on and so forth. It's like kids in middle school are having sex mm-hmm. now, one hundred percent now are having sex now. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you're not educating them now, I mean, you we were just talking about early pregnancies. There's gonna be a shit ton of them. <laughs> yeah, you're just setting them up for failure yeah, when you yeah. try to pretend like it's not a thing. Like, why are we just not talking about? It? That makes me mad. Well, it's I'm going sa- to Florida right now. <laughs> right. Well, it's the same thing as like now. It I, honestly, this is I'd say nationwide. If uh, uh, especially especially with women, if a 15 year old girl gets pregnant and she continues to go to school, she will be ostracized. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone treats her differently. Teachers, administration, other students, things like that. So immediately, it's like they get so much stolen from them because they got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And of course, at 15, it's very rarely ever going to be like, I planned this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was an accident. And either for whatever reason, be it a religious reason, be it their parents, be it that they are going to put the kid up for adoption, being that they're like, you know what? I don't believe in abortion and I want to have this kid and I'm going to raise him. Whatever it is, it's like they've made the probably the toughest decision they'll ever make in their life mm-hmm. at a completely too young age let's be honest and then they have to take the punishment that comes along with it right because they weren't educated properly or they weren't given the resources that they needed to protect themselves yeah it's frustrating (laughs) i was actually just talking to some friends of mine when i was in new orleans the other day about um well long story short it's like we were just they're younger than me and they were talking about their experiences coming out of the closet both living in small one southern town and one not southern but both like really small towns Mm -hmm. and uh, religious like from religious families and to me it's like you know because I am 50 it's like just how much I've seen things change in the decades you know and it's just so to me it's like i mean i have like real visceral memories of being like growing up being a teenager and thinking like you don't have sex until you're married or else you're a whore Mm. and the worst thing that can happen to you if you're female is to be labeled a whore like that's literally like then you're done yeah so i was just so like conscious of that and you know i was telling these friends of mine and they were just like they're a lot younger than me so they were like oh my god i can't even imagine imagine they're like really it was that bad i'm like it was kind of that bad i mean i grew up in the 80s yeah granted the 80s was like kind of just hellish for a lot of reasons but (laughs) but the thing is it's like it for me it only feels like the last like five or ten years that there's any been any real revolutionary change yeah. in terms of culture like in terms sure. of like 
Me Too and stuff like, you know, the conversation around sexual assault. Because literally, until recently, it was basically just like, I mean, it was still, oh my God, because I, I was living in Baltimore and there was, um, right around when Me Too was happening, there was this article about like, they just passed a law that if a woman is raped, she no longer has to prove that she fought back. Mm. And that was in 2017. They yeah. finally repealed. Oh so yeah. until 2017, you had to in some way prove yeah. that you fought back. That you didn't want it. Against, yeah, <laughs> like you, you had to yeah. literally have some kind of scars. Like, uh. But I'm just saying, But the, and it was like probably just... And risk your life fighting back while you're being assaulted. Right, and I'm sure that it was just like... Um, some forgotten about you know law or well, whatever i mean you, we're talking about right now where we are that i mean you have the heartbeat law <laughs> for mm -hmm. abortion but you also have for instance here in the state of alabama <laughs> if you were to be uh raped and you got pregnant and then you aborted the baby your rapist could sue you oh my god yeah yeah your just, rapist could sue you i wanted that baby <laughs> yeah your rapist yeah. could sue you uh, for for that, I mean, could literally try to bring charges against you for terminating the pregnancy, which is, which, as you just said, like we've made revolutionary steps, but when you really think about it, like it's sometimes we're still in the fucking dark ages. Like it's, I've had, I was in the military with a guy who is like, I think that, and he's married, and I, I, some people are going to disagree with me on this. I don't care. He he's married, and he's like, I just think that if my wife was pregnant and we're married, I have the right. I have some say in whether or not she keeps the baby. And I'm like, and I know this is a little bit different, but also, no. I just don't believe that. Because, right, absolutely. Because it's, it's, that I, baby is part of her body. And I, it's, I, I, it's, I do agree with you on principle. But I will say, in a, in a monogamous relationship mm -hmm. where it's you together mm -hmm. okay now if you have discussed it the entire time mm -hmm. and and you're like i never i don't want kids never i'm never having kids i don't want it i don't want it i don't want it and they know that and then you're like okay well i got pregnant i'm terminating the pregnancy look you it it's been known mm -hmm. it's out there if all of a sudden it's like you've discussed it and then you just went and terminated the pregnancy without discussing it with your partner i mean don't get me wrong it's still your right but i mean you see how that's crazy Right. I'll, well, also, so I think get a is, divorce. Is like, you yeah, know, if you're not what, happy. That's what I'm saying. There's just there's so much gray area in that. It's such such a weird statement. While at the end of the day, the bottom line is, I 100% agree. It is your right. It's your body, and you can do as you choose. But for every action, there is a consequence. So what I mean is, is like in that particular, you know, they're married. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say he has a say. But I do want to say at least he has the right to a general conversation to hear her viewpoint on why she would like to terminate the pregnancy. Does and that, that make should sense? be that should be a right of marriage, just of having that line. Right. Of I don't think it should That's be a legal about. right. Not, no, no, just, no, it's not a legal I mean, it's right. Like, it's just it's, the general yeah, human like right a, of a conversation. Like an ethical sort of yeah, like that's like it, that's it's the ethics thing, of yeah. it. It's not the law. I don't give a shit about the law because the law is it is your body and it is your choice. And I one hundred percent stand behind that behind that but i do think in situations like that when it's a relationship like it is an ethical conundrum of like you should at least discuss it with them to let them know what your choice is 
Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? If it's a, if it's a like a marriage or yeah. or something like that, I, to an extent, yes. If it's a one night stand and you decide that, they don't have any fucking say. Or if it's like you're together for a month, it's like I completely understand that. But in a marriage that's a long term relationship, then I I think the conversation should at least be had. That's right. all I'm saying. Yeah, I, think, I mean, and I, I think, think that's a personal thing. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like I, I see where you're coming from, but I still also feel like that's unrelated to just like in general like. If you're, you know, like, I'm getting rid of this baby. If you don't like it, get the fuck out of here. You know, like, if that's like, that's, I just feel like a woman has that right. Like, um, I don't know a whole bunch of women that have, like, I, or not a lot of women have shared their abortion stories with me, but one of them in particular, she, and I don't know how long term the relationship was. It was not marriage, but it was a bad relationship. I think he was abusive and I think he was a bum. Like, he mm. was living off of her and she, you know, was supporting him and he didn't work. And, and, uh, there were, there were so many problems in that relationship and she did end up pregnant and Mm -hmm. she did not tell him, or maybe she, I don't remember if she did now, but she, she ended up getting an abortion. She did because he was like, I, I wanted that baby, you know, Mm -hmm. I want to keep the baby. And I think he had a kid with someone else that he also didn't take care of. And it's just like, See, you uh, don't get a say. Okay. She's so, trying to break up so, with you and it, get out of I, your I, life. I agree, everything you're saying, I agree with. And what you're doing is, in that context, that all makes 100% sense. Yes. So that's why case by case by case by case. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it is the female's right. And I I mean, I stand behind that. I mean, as, a, a, as just a, a fucking human being, but also as a father of two women and just trying to be supportive of women, period. It's like, yeah, it's your fucking right. But mm-hmm. I, I will say, I mean, everything is a, like, uh, it's context. Everything is context, and, and, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's all. That's I, right. I, does that make sense? Yeah, I just the thing is about abortion is like the abortion is actually the one sort of like you know as a feminist, um, it's <laughs> like it's the one thing where I do understand that it is complicated because you're talking about yeah. human and life and whatever. But the thing that drives me crazy about it is that. People are always, and I'm not, this is not you, but I'm just, like, there's endless amounts of situations and contexts that people, you know, like Republican senators are always coming up with some, like, ridiculous context. Well, but what about this and this and this and this? And how likely? But it's also, (laughs) like, this thing of, like, who are all these, who are these hypothetical women that are having 15 fucking abortions who who are all these women that are just willy-nilly just like having fun and having abortions because i know a lot of women who've had abortions and it was none of it was none of it was fun or anything they took lightly or you know what i mean it's just it's so insane it's like them it's like they don't trust women (sighs) Yeah. to be like fully human and it's like okay your body your choice but i have got to control it i've got to control it because you might do something you yeah. know it's like when, when i say all that i don't mean <laughs> that the man in in any context should have a choice or a decision like right. a legal what I'm right saying, a, yeah. any legal right yeah what i'm saying i i don't know i guess it's just uh, and it's so weird because all I can imagine is I've been married for 17 years. So it's like the relationship with my wife and other relationships have been. And I would like to think I had an open line of communication where if that happened, she'd be like, listen, I'm pregnant. I think I'm about I'm going to terminate the pregnancy. And 
whether I wanted her to it not or, or not, I would still be like, you know what? It's I, I again, I would stand back because it's her right. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand that. I'm not saying I demand a choice because no. I don't think any man should. I just think that in certain situations, like I, I don't know, that's a definitely conver- do a, a conversation. Con- a conversation should <laughs> yeah. be had. Con- that's literally all I'm saying is a conversation should be had because I would I don't know. Just being me, I would just rather know. Then yeah. not now the thing in the in the situation you described earlier. If the guy's a piece of shit and you don't want to tell him because you know it's going to cause problems, then don't fucking tell him. <laughs> but, but again, that's that context around that particular relationship. If you've got a good relationship with somebody and you do it, and then you were to go behind their back, uh, and I say go behind their back, do it without their knowledge. Right. If they found out later, I, it, it doesn't matter if they wanted the baby or not. They'd be like, why didn't you? Couldn't trust me? You couldn't. Tell me, right. not not that I wanted to say, just like you couldn't tell me that you were going to do this. Right. I mean, because again, like Christine, that's such a huge decision for you. Yeah, but it's like that decision also has ramifications for other people in certain contexts. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It's just I just believe that I wish in society we could have those open conversations that right. people wouldn't feel it's taboo that I want to get an abortion or I want to terminate this pregnancy and I don't feel supported or anything. I think it should just be as simple as like, you know what? It's a simple medical condition. I don't want to be this anymore. I can get it taken care of. It's safe. It's clean. If the states support it yeah. and things like that. But it's just like in certain situations, I just think you have to have the conversation with the other person. That's yeah. party. To I think that's what's happening. I think that's a super reasonable, like, yeah, yeah. have the conversation. Yeah. I do want to kind of go back to what you were just talking about a second ago, Christine, when you were like, uh, like they don't really trust women to make these decisions. What always cracks me up is the, the late term abortion arguments. Like they think that Those women intentionally insane. wait <laughs> until their third insane. trimester to yeah. just, Oh, I want to yeah. kill it now. Yeah. No, they probably have a super good reason Man. that they need to. Cause I why would you wait that? long right unless you didn't have access to it and on that's on you know your healthcare system and wherever you're at you know like or you know you had some serious medical issues like nobody is like you know now that i've gained 40 pounds i think i'll get well, rid of they're, it they're, like you've already gone through the worst of it like, there, there's so many terrible situations that arise in the third trimester yeah because it's like some of these that the pregnancy is no longer viable but you can't abort it because those the law so that means that this poor woman is destined to have a stillbirth or have a child that is literally going to die within minutes or hours after its birth or risk her life or risk her life so it's like all that it's just it's archaic as fuck uh, and it, you're exactly but right. But they paint no. it like these. Yeah. They paint well, it no like women out there want to just weeks like. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> but they yeah. but they paint it like and that. They, they paint they women do. like it's, these it's, villains who just want to kill insane. babies on yeah. when they're when they're like almost an actual baby. You know, yeah. it just it blows my mind the way it's all painted. And it's like if anybody just stopped and thought for a second, like. But why would a woman want to wait that long? Because there's a reason why she needs it then, probably. Like, there's a reason. Yeah. Well, and and also, also, it's not her business. <laughs> yeah, and also vilifying the doctors, too, which is starting yes. to happen again, Man. which was a big thing when I was young. It was, like, vilifying doctors who performed abortions. There was a ton of stigma around that for a long time. And now there is again. They're, yeah. like, they're trying to do all kinds of weird um lawsuits and malpractice for doctors in certain states and areas and whatever but actually it kind of also brings me back to the whole 
thing about gender fluidity as well because what so what I'm <laughs> in my old lady dumb it's like I don't want to see stuff go backwards you know what sure. I mean and so it's like now that we there are conversations about gender fluidity and I mean hopefully but it's still terrifying to come out as trans or non-binary or any of oh, that yeah. Yeah. and now they're trying to like regulate all the different aspects of that like even stuff with like who can play what sports or like bathrooms or all that kind of stuff i mean it seems like what's the big deal like those aren't but actually it is a big deal because it's creating an atmosphere where people aren't going to feel safe coming out as trans or non-binary or whatever it is and then it's not gonna it's gonna stifle the gender fluidity like if the conversation stops or worse if they start regulating all of this kind of stuff then it's gonna be scary again and then also um it's like i don't i don't really understand like how it works with hormones and um bodies that are like developing and all that kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. i totally understand that like maybe you should be a certain age before you start hormone replacement therapy or something like that but then again i'm not a doctor and the doctors do know sure so it's like let's listen to the doctors Mm -hmm. let's listen to science but they're not listening to science (laughs) like you know what i mean it's it's there's there's so many health issues and things like that that like especially like you said for hrt and things like that it's like yeah i mean you should consult a physician and then follow exactly that right (laughs) you know i mean it's like it's for the safety of the person who is choosing to have the hrt i mean that's the smart thing and it's like if you're trying to limit that uh then you're limiting the knowledge the medical knowledge that can help people in those situations it's such a wild thing it's like if you start persecuting doctors then what you're going to have is doctors choosing not to go into those fields and then you're going to have less educated doctors and fewer doctors few and far between in states especially uh, doctors that are practicing that kind of medicine are not going to be like let's go practice in alabama (laughs) you know know what i mean so then you have to travel and Mm -hmm. then you have to go to other states and then of course what that does is that hikes up costs insurance is through the roof if insurance will even cover any of that so it's like you have so many ramifications that start just from the of somebody going i don't like it yeah. <laughs> and then just and you can't like just be on it and then go off of it you can't yeah you know so it's like we need a healthcare system that also supports it and doesn't change with every administration like yeah, yeah. well i mean if you it literally if a vial of insulin a can cost if a vial of insulin can cost five thousand dollars then that's life-saving drugs for people who have a disease that's very common. Mm-hmm. Then this shouldn't cost just, that much. No, it should not. But just knowing that, just that tells you everything you need to know about something that a lot of people will call elective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That insurance is like, fuck it, we're not going to cover that. You know what I mean? It's like it's insane. So it's like the system is. I mean, it's still broken. I mean, you you hit the nail on the head earlier. It's like just in the past few years, it feels like we've made huge leaps and bounds, Mm -hmm. which we have. But that just shows how far behind the eight ball we already were. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's like with every step forward, it's like we're coming more and more into the light. But the only problem is, is like you see the light at the end of the tunnel, but the tunnel's long as fuck. Right. So, <laughs> you know? and the part of it is again, it's that generational thing. People do say it all the time, especially when it comes to politics. It's like, oh, the old people will die, 
and then things will change. And it's like, I mean, it's crazy, but it's true. <laughs> uh, and you literally have the culling of the herd. It's like you'll you have people right now that are that are baby boomers, for instance, that. Uh, uh, you know, reach a particular age, and then it just gets to the point that they start to die out, and then it's like you just everyone ages, everything moves forward. Right. So it's like you know, my twelve-year-old daughter right now. By the time I, I mean, I don't, I have no idea. I can't um, even hazard a guess. But what's it going to be like in ten years? Right. You know, I mean, in, in ten years, literally, some of these politicians that are out there right now, you got to think like the average age in Congress is something insane. Like it's in the upper fifties, it's in the sixties, and you, uh, literally, all these lawmakers out here that are anywhere from seventy to eighty years old, and in ten years, it's like whole generations are going to be gone, and <laughs> they'll either have to, they'll either retire, uh, or die. Or, or just the winds, political winds change and things like that. It goes from Republican to Democrat and everything like that. Because, I mean, right now we're about to be in midterms. And, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's true. Like, the Republicans are going to fuck shit up. <laughs> but, you know, that's, and that's the thing is that, unfortunately, it's not falling along age lines all the way down the line. Like, there's a lot of young Republicans that are really that, like passionate, whoa. and that, it's, that, I mean, that, they are that, for what they for what they lack in numbers, they make up for in passion. Yeah. That is for sure. Because I will say, just in my personal experience, my bubble, it's like, especially I would say twenty five and under set is like so liberal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For the most Very, part, yeah. For the most part, but of course there are the outliers. There are the Republicans and things like that, and that goes directly to family. I think that's upbringing, how they were raised, uh, the political views of their parents, what's being passed along to them, and mm-hmm. things like that. I mean, there's direct correlation to all that shit. <laughs> right. Uh, very, the, it's, you know, you see hardcore Republican parents that then the kid's like, yeah, and it's like, okay, well, you believe that, but it's also, you're rebelling. You right. know what I mean? And then you, uh, and the, but then you have kids that are just like, well, my mom and dad believe that. And I believe my mom and dad. I love them. <laughs> and this you is, you don't want to believe your parents th- are this, wrong. <laughs> this is how I was raised. So I fall in line with them. Right. You know, and then you have the free thinking parents are like, kids, you can be whatever that, whatever you want. Yeah. And then one kid can be like, hell yeah, I'm uh, go Biden. And the other one's like, go Trump. You're like, what the fuck happened? It's like, <laughs> you know, and it's like when you give people free thought. They can yeah. they can choose whatever they want. It's just I think with again going all the way back to what these kids are seeing on television, what they're seeing on social media, what they're hearing in music, what they're just seeing day in and day out is I think definitely I mean at least showing the path to a better world with acceptance and things like that. It's like yeah. I mean I see right now. It's like just seeing through my six year olds. I mean they're in kindergarten right now, and it's like seeing the mix of kids that they're with it's like it's being a parent uh, one thing will definitely it'll open your eyes is when you see your children interact and how they treat other people it's like things like hate racism things like that that shit is bread mm-hmm. not born mm-hmm. <laughs> that is oh, bread yeah, totally. not born because a kid a six-year-old they don't give a shit who you are or what color you are or anything. Right. It's like, they'll just run up to you in the playground and be like, yo, you're cool. You're with me. And they're like, dope. <laughs> and they're friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't matter who the fuck they are. Right. You know? So it's like anytime that, so, I mean, that's what gives me hope is like, if you, if, if you're, a, if you're a good person, uh, and of course not everybody is, but it's like, that is going to trickle down into your kids. And I mean, to, to quote the great Whitney Houston, I believe the children are the future. 
It's another song I don't know. What? <laughs> oh my god! Wow, you're so young. She got it. <laughs> you are very young. Well, but also, like, how often do you make references that I don't get? I'm just bad All at the time. I'm, I'm, I'm bad at current events, All and I'm time. bad at music, yeah. and I'm bad at, at yeah. celebrities. You know what, Raina? I well, could have had you when I was 16. <laughs> you and you'd be like, you God damn, what a disappointment! I'd be so proud of you. Oh, so proud. Oh, oh, oh. So my proud. dad dad's tearing up right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know what? That went to places I didn't think it was going to go. I like that, though. I this did, is, too. This was a good, serious oh, no, conversation. It was, it was, I, I like that. I like, having seri- yeah. I, I like having serious conversations. I mean, uh, I've always said when I, when I tell people about this podcast, it's it's funny Sometimes because we're funny. Mm-hmm. Like we have comedians on here, Rain and I are comedians, but we never try to be funny. We try to have genuine conversation. And if it steers that way, it, it, it's great if it's funny, but sometimes we get serious. We've had, we've had some heavy shit on this podcast. Oh yeah. yeah. And, uh, I think that's part of why people like it. They can, uh, not it's only do they laugh, they learn. Yeah. They laugh <laughs> and learn a little bit. Rest you know what? Power Whitney Houston. Right. So let's we that conversation took a lot longer, but we had so much uh, we crammed a lot in there. But you know what? We got to get to the meat and potatoes of what we do here, going all the way. Yeah. So we're going to do it speed round style, just because we've had you guys listening for a while. So let's just dive right in. Uh, we we talked to Christine earlier. We found out that she uh, identifies as female. Her pronouns are she and her. She is fifty years of age. She's been in a monogamous relationship for around eleven years. Is that about right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's the basis of what we're working on so uh the the first question we ask all of our guests is uh how old were you when you lost your virginity um and tell us about that experience now when we say virginity we do mean now again you identify as female so we're going to say penetrative sex the first time you had penetrative sex can you tell us how old you were can you tell us a little bit about that experience please Sure. I was 23. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. it's funny. Yeah, because yeah. I'm well, telling you. Well, you said you, earlier you, well, you, you had it ingrained. like the, Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I internalized that more than the average person. I grew up Catholic. I had just so much. I was just plagued with guilt uh, my whole upbringing. That so good old Catholic guilt. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, yeah, I think I was almost 24 when I, the first time I had sex, it was, yeah, I don't know. It was like with my first boyfriend. It was pretty good, I think, actually. I do remember, I mean, this is going to sound like a cliche, but it was in the back of a pickup truck in the middle of a cornfield in, like, I want to say Indiana or something. Oh, wow. Like, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, so it was, a I don't John know. A John Cougar Mellencamp song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was kind of like weirdly. Dude, don't you fucking tell me you don't know who John Cougar Mellencamp is. Just look away. Look oh. away. <laughs> bad, Raina, bad. Continue, please. Um, please, continue. Yeah, please. So, and it was good. I mean, I, I yeah. don't really remember that much about it. You said first boyfriend. Yeah. Like first, well, seri- know, first not, serious boyfriend? I guess boyfriend. first serious, serious boyfriend. I mean, yeah. I guess I had other boyfriends. Sure. But, um, yeah, I guess I had a couple other boyfriends that were boyfriends, but sure. we never had sex. So, so. I, so I got to ask, you hit, you're 23, you're almost 24. Mm-hmm. What was the straw that broke the camel's back? What was the one where you were like, you know what? This is the one. I I think I was in love with him. Ah, the elder. I had so not I really like, been yeah. in love with the other ones. And uh, yeah. I don't know. I think it just, we had kind of like intense sexual <laughs> chemistry. <laughs> and I just was like, yeah. I cannot wait any longer. I yeah. think, I mean, yeah. I... 
I was, because I was like super sexual. So I was like sure. dying. I mean, like. So before that experience with, with the, <laughs> the, the, uh, your, your boyfriend that you loved, it's like, were you doing other stuff? Was it kind of like everything but? Yeah, or, it was. Yeah. Well, yeah, it probably was. At least with the boyfriend right before him, it was probably everything but. And then yeah. he had this thing. I remember because I'm actually still friends with that guy um, <laughs> and his wife. Hey guys, um, <laughs> but he was we'll like, send him the link. We'll send he him. he was really like sensitive, and yeah. he was like, I don't want to be your first. Oh wow! Yeah, he's like, I just don't want the responsibility. <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, it, I, 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 I I understand that. I mean, I do think it's like. Uh, you yeah. took your wife's virginity. That's the biggest I did, responsibility. I did take my wife's virginity. Uh, I was not a virgin. My wife was. And uh, she, we've talked about it on the podcast before, she was, it wasn't a religious thing with her. It was just kind of like, she was just like, I've, I've just never. Just a choice. Yeah. Kind of like what you just said. It's like, yeah. I've never, I just haven't been with somebody who I felt that strongly about. And it was like, it was me. I was lucky in that regard. Well, uh, I was very shy. Like, I, I actually did have a bully in high school that called me mute girl Mm. because I was so shy. I'd never spoke. I had, I mean, it was more than shy. I was, I had like a social anxiety disorder. Oh yeah. So then when I, now it all comes full circle. Now you're a comedian. (laughs) Well, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago in the eighties. And I always joke that it was exactly like a John Hughes film. If he made psychological thrillers, because it was so (laughs) terrifying. Were you in Shermer, Illinois? (laughs) Oak Park, Illinois. And then I moved to Milwaukee for college. Milwaukee. Yeah, Yeah. Where I, I discovered my sexuality in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, I don't know. It's like I moved to Milwaukee and I just ma- like made tons of friends. And there was yeah. just like so many fun, interesting people. I just started hanging out with, I went to art school. I started hanging out with artists and yeah. those were my people. So then I, for the first time, had a social life and like a dating life and sure. stuff like that. So in that, so at 23, almost 24, was this post-college? Or still in? I think I was still in art school. It took mm-hmm. me like five years or yeah. so to finish so it. So right at the tail end, yeah. probably. Yeah. So, so, yeah, right at the tail end. Okay. So the boyfriend that you lost your virginity to, was it? Uh, was he a continuing sexual partner or somebody you were with for a while? Yeah, we were probably together for a year or so. And then he, mm-hmm. he, kept, he was like really into traveling. So he went to like Nicaragua or something. Mm-hmm. And then um, when he came back, he wanted to get back together. So I think we did get back together. And then he and I traveled together for a while. We went to like Egypt and oh, Israel wow. and okay. Italy. And he was from uh, Belgium. So we mm. went to Belgium, Yeah, which was cool. Yeah. And then we were kind of, um, I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of kind of turned into a uh, real drama, actually, because <laughs> like... <laughs> we, I mean, this is going to, in retrospect, this doesn't make that much sense. But at the time I was like, well, we have to break up because I can't marry the first guy I have sex with. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that makes like, we sense. didn't really want to break up. We yeah. were like really in love. So, yeah. <laughs> so then we did break up and he was like dis- destroyed. Like he was heartbroken Yeah, and I was pretty heartbroken but I just was like, but I can't be with the first person I have sex yeah, with. It was really, to, I just didn't. You wanted to sew your royal up. Yeah, I was yeah. like, it just doesn't, because then I feel like I'll eventually 
have leave regret. you or yeah. something. I don't yeah. know. Or so we, we kind of did this weird thing where we were like, okay, we're going to like let each other go. Yeah. And if we come back together, then it's meant to be. If like you, one of those kind of things. If you love something, set it free. We did. We set yeah, each other set free, free. And then we both dated other people. But this is kind of where it gets drama-filled and terrible, which is like every couple of years we would kind of be like, I'm still in love with you. And <laughs> we would be dating other people. And you'd leave that, would you leave that person we to be with We wouldn't leave that person. Oh, you, but you would, you kind of have, you still had the emotional connection. With we them. had the yeah. emotional connection and yeah. this kind of went on for a while. Yeah. And we did, I never cheated on anyone that I was dating, but he did with mm. me. And mm. then it turns out he just was cheating Nonstop. Anyway, Um, so he kind of, and then he kind of fell into this thing where he became just a complete like whore. Like he just was like, he would have different girlfriends, but he would just be like, he just. I think he was trying to do an open relationship, but it was never clear if the other person knew that it was open or not. It was like one of those things, which I hate to say it. It kind of, it kind of made me very. suspicious of polyamory like now i have a lot of friends that are poly that are like super honest and like they're for real poly like it's just like it's like very transparent and stuff and it just works for them but he was always like i'm in an open relationship and i would be like (laughs) well should we call (laughs) her right now (laughs) yeah and like i know that he was lying so anyway (laughs) so after this went on for like many years i just was like this guy is bad news. Like he's yeah. really bad news, and I'm, I'm only attached to him because of like he was kind of my first love and sure. all that kind of stuff. So once I kind of figured that out, I was just like, ugh, you know. <laughs> anyway, but, bullet dodged. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, definitely bullet dodged, but also like, it fucked my head up about men for a really sure. long time. Yeah. Really that's, long time. That's, that's, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. It's, they get in there like a worm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a worm. Well, I will men, say men that, and women, it's tough. I mean, maybe I shouldn't blame him, though. Actually, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole. Sure. But, like, my dad was, like, also, like, a serial cheater. Mm. And that is... I don't know. I don't want to say, like, oh, that really fucks up daughters. But... Maybe it fucks up sons too. I don't know, but I, I think it has a. Fa- I mean, uh, I think it affects all children, but especially it's like, it, again, being a parent in my experience, it is this weird thing. It's like dads and daughters and mothers and sons, mm-hmm. and it's like you have. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I love my son as equally as I love my daughter, and same vice versa with my with my wife. But it's just a different it's bond. The connection, the mm-hmm. bond, is so different between a dad and a daughter and a mother and a son. And it's like I think you're exactly right. It's like you're. Something that was told to me a long time ago, which is, I mean, it's common sense, but it's so true. It's like you are, you are a man, you are man to your daughters. Do you know what I mean? You are man. Yes. Yeah. You (laughs) You are man. You represent it all. You represent it all. (laughs) Everything. So from an early age all the way until they they become that the the hormones and everything else kick in. It's like you are the predominant man in their life. And it's like everything spawns from that. It's whether it's subconsciously or overt or whatever it is. So it's like it's such a driving force. It's like you want to 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 be the best example because as a man, even though. (laughs) Even though you don't have basically any control over it, 
you are over here open like i hope i've given them a good roadmap to understand hopefully what a good man is right so it's like if how they out, should you know, be treated how they should be treated and what they should be looking for and it is that weird thing it's like when people are like well sometimes you date your dad and it's like well oh. yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah, you do like it, it I is 100% it's the same did. thing it's same thing with men it's like you you your mom is a woman is yeah. a woman to you and it's like then it's all of a sudden it's like I mean, every man can tell you. It's like, oh, I really liked her, but it's like uh, all, they didn't have this one thing. They didn't cook for me, or they didn't do this, or when I was sick, they didn't tuck me in, you know, or like, <laughs> shit like that. And it's like, oh, you mean shit your mom did for you? <laughs> and it's like, you can't help it. It's like shit like that creeps in. So it's like when you say stuff like, well, my dad did this, it's like, well, no shit. You kind of were gravitating towards somebody who had it, that, even if it was subconscious. It, well, it and also, I sense. was very close to my dad, and I was his confidant. Of course. And if you so you like, if you've <laughs> ever had a cheating parent, they almost always have a confidant, and I was the one. So what? my dad would like he even as when I was an adult, you know. So I'm an artist, and I would I used to be a painter. Now I'm more comedian, I guess. But um, so I would have art openings, and he even. One time I had an art opening in Baltimore and he used it as an excuse to go on a trip with his mistress. Mm. So his did, did he bring her to the art opening? No, they went somewhere else entirely. Oh, no. So he not only <laughs> lied to me, he was like, "Oh, I'll be there." And then when I was at the art opening, he actually called the gallery and was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I missed my flight." But he but then his wife at the time called me and was like, where is he? And I was like, uh, I, he missed his flight. And she was like, well, then where is he? Because he's not here. And I realized, oh, and I had to, like, cover for him. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, That's cause the worst. He, yeah. yeah, he just went somewhere else entirely. That's you nice. know, Because she's like, well, I, he, was, uh, he went to the airport. And I was like, yeah. oh, shit. And I, I figured it out. And then... You know, stuff like that. So it was just yeah. like this, like, you know, thing. And I think that's, I don't know. I mean, I totally love my dad. He was a flawed person, whatever, you know, everybody is. But I just think it's, uh, I mean, I grew up thinking never, ever trust a man. And my dad would tell me, don't, don't ever trust, trust a man. Don't trust like, don't man. trust men. And he, he was always a big, like, whoever I was dating, he would be like, don't get too attached. Don't get too serious. No. Don't be monogamous. Date, like, a lot of people or whatever. And oh, I was yeah. just like, Jesus Christ. Oh, like, yeah. And it's not at all what I wanted. Like, I'm a monogamous type person. Sure. I wanted to fall in love. I wanted trust. I, I remember the first guy who ever cheated on me. And I used to think, if I ever trusted a man and he cheated on me i would like i don't know what i would do mm -hmm. not like oh, i'll kill myself or something but i was like i'll never that will be it and then i'll just never trust him and then of course it happened to me you know and it was like well okay it's not that bad like i can handle it i can handle it you know? it's okay but at the same time i was just like i don't know it just yeah, so, I mean, that whole concept is, so it's probably part of the reason I was, like, 40 before I met a guy that I trust, trust you know? Yeah. And every once in a while, I'll still be, like, hmm, a little, like, because <laughs> it's so deep in there, but, but I mean, he's yeah. so good and honest and trustworthy sure. and stuff like that, sure. but it took me, like, so long to work that shit out, so I just think it's, like, 
I mean, it's like you have to be who you are. You can't be like, as a parent, you can't like walk on eggshells and be like, I'm fucking up my kid. I'm fucking up my kid. No. But there are certain things. You have to live your life. You have to be your, you have to be yourself. And I mean. And cheating isn't the absolute end of the world. No. But I will say, I don't know. I mean, lying, it's just never good for anyone because it's like, it's not really good for the person like if you if you're not if your heart isn't in the relationship you're in you're not doing them any favors by just sticking in there you know but yeah. anyway well it's funny you said earlier that the catholic thing and it's like you're as confident i mean talking about catholic guilt it's like i gotta tell somebody <laughs> right right oh god yeah uh, 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 he was uh, uh, such yeah. a catholic oh yeah. my god and, uh, yeah, exactly. so i mean honestly it's like it's absolution i mean he's looking for absolution he tells you and it's like well you know what i, I it's at least i'm honest with her right you it know makes that sense. kind of thing it's like it's a weird thing because like i i i kind of that thing that you were just describing i've heard that from several people it's like well i knew and it's like, I did you ever? And I'm like, did you ever tell like your mom or your dad that that was happening? They're like, no, because I didn't want to break the trust of parent A, and I didn't want to hurt parent B. So I thought it was just easier not to do anything. Right. <laughs> just yeah. To, just to, they would tell me that, and I'd be like, okay, your secret's safe with me. And then, you know, and same thing, I'd covering for them, and you know, this and that, especially the whole. Like it sprung on you. Like you had no idea you're gonna have to do that at that art opening, and then, but still, like your compulsion kicked in. You're like, oh yeah, it's uh, yeah. You helped him out, even though you're an adult. You could have just been like, oh hell no, no, he didn't. He's he's here. (laughs) He's not like here here, but like he's here, probably doing whatever. But like you still had that whole thing. It's like it's my dad. Oh. I'll give him an alley oop. I'll give him an alley oop. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll bad. I'll help him out. And and it's like, I mean, I regret that kind of enabling behavior. It's terrible. And this is also like total patriarchy because it's like nowadays, like I think, I mean, I don't know, but it's it used to be that like you could totally get away with stuff like that, especially men, because you could pretty much bank on like the wife blaming the mistress or the or vice versa because the women are not gonna talk because they're gonna like hate and blame the other one of course. as opposed to like all you have Instead to do is a man be like, taking responsibility Hi, excuse me i'm sorry i'm his wife could you just tell me if you guys are and you know because nowadays women will do that for each other they'll be like oh no this isn't right you're oh, lying no, yeah, you know yeah, right. they'll, or whatever they'll, they'll but speak it, up. Yeah. And also, I mean, women relied on men a lot more right. um, than they do sure. now. Right, yeah. Sure. I think that had a lot to do with it. It's like, oh, well, shit. Well, like, okay, now I've got all these kids. Where am I going to go? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, man. Anyway, God, I don't That's know. That's different. We I, haven't I, had that before. I did go no, down that rabbit hole. No, I like that. No, that no, you're, you're absolutely fine. I mean, I, uh, my parents, my, my brother's 18 years older than me. My parents divorced uh, after my brother was born. And luckily they got remarried and had my sister and I, but, uh, when my, uh, my parents got a divorce, it was just like, shit wasn't working out. And, uh, my dad, uh, had met another woman, uh, not, it was post divorce. It was basically like, they were just non, they weren't compatible. They were having trouble. It wasn't like neither one of them was seeing anybody else. It was just like, I kind of hate you right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that thing was like, we just shouldn't be together. I feel like that could happen in marriage. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, it, it happens. <laughs> And uh, they they divorced, and then uh, my my dad met another woman, and uh, my dad was driving uh, down the road, uh, 
and my mom was with my brother and um, saw them, saw my dad with another woman. And then my mom uh, tried to run my dad off the road, (laughs) (laughs) like completely fucking raged out. (laughs) And like my dad pulled over and my mom got out of the car and like went after the woman and like this whole fucking like thing. And it was like my brother was just like a little kid. He like barely remembers any of it. But it's like I heard from my mom and dad. They talked about it. And it was like it's funny. Years later, they kind of laughed about it. And I was like, yo, that's crazy. (laughs) But then they ended up reconciling, getting back together, got remarried. They had my sister me and then i mean all in all my parents were married for like 48 he's years like well shit if she's gonna kill me before before my before my mom passed away in 06 so i was like i mean it's just it's such a i don't know i mean i've been married for 17 years and uh did you know that Raina? did you know that was it 17 <laughs> 17 i thought it was i thought it was way less or it's way seven, more than that <laughs> i think you knew that uh but i mean i'm not gonna say in 17 years of marriage every year has been fucking perfect because it hasn't uh but it's been damn near you know what i mean and it's just like I always say uh, I just got lucky I found somebody that I'm super compatible with we love each other very much we trust each other Uh, I can honestly say I mean don't get me wrong I mean her too everybody especially like on the road if I want I mean if I wanted to I could step out on her but I don't want to Uh, because it dawned on me a very long time ago it's like with cheating and things like that don't get me wrong i understand some people it's like i don't if you want to get down to the root of it they didn't love that person in the first place or they have a destructive personality or they have a sex addiction or god knows all these different variables and things like that but all all things being equal it's like i love my wife and what she does for me not only being the mother of my children but supporting me emotionally physically financially through everything you know what i mean like everything at some particular point no sex could ever equal the amount of emotional love i have for my wife and i know sex that one time with a fucking super mom whoever the fuck you know what i mean it doesn't matter who it is that one time could ruin literally years of building and things that we've done together it's like when I think about that, I'll just jerk off. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's that simple to right. me. It's like I've never met another woman that I, I mean, I'm not dead. I mean, I can see another woman be like, they are very attractive. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, we're human beings. I right. mean, we're wired that way. You can look at somebody, you can be married or in a monogamous relationship, look at somebody else and be like, you're hot. <laughs> That's fine. You know what I mean? It's like if it doesn't go past that. Like my dad used to say this. He'd go, look, I can run it into my chain and bark all I want. <laughs> I'm not going to get off the chain. I'm not going to bite anybody. Right. You know, it's, it's you know, and I, I kind of agree with that. It's like, and I'm not an idiot. Like my wife and I have a relationship where if she's like, that dude's hot as fuck. I'm like, hell yeah, he is. <laughs> you know, I don't have a problem with that. And it's just like everything, nothing sexual could ever outweigh what I have with her on right. so many other levels. Because really, I mean, to me... We get it, Scott. You're in love. <laughs> I know. But that's, but that's the whole thing is love is so much more than just physical attraction and everything else. It's every little component that goes into the mix. Mm-hmm. I mean, sexual... The, luckily, I've, even after 17 years, I say even after, I mean, it, it's true. I mean, I'm still as sexually attracted to her now as I was when we first got married mm-hmm. you know i mean that hasn't changed yeah so and it's that like unfortunately and does change in some relationships it does. So I mean, it does it's so complex it does but it's also like over these years like i'm i think we, we have a very rich sex life it's still great and it's like everything that i want is there so it's like the thought 
of crossing a line has never occurred to me like in a real world application mm-hmm. you know i mean it's, again it's like it's that's uh, the thing that actually makes me the most sad about my dad i mean my dad died 11 years ago and uh this to me the saddest part about his cheating was that he never got to really experience real love real love because yeah. i just don't think you can when you're when it's always a cheating thing, you know? It's like, I mean, he did tell me once that he was in love with his mistress. But, sure. you know, everybody thinks they're in love with of their course. mistress. I mean, I just think, like, a serial serial cheaters, I just think, I, I mean, I understand, like I said, it's it, it could be a compulsion. It could be something or whatever. But, like, actually, what you I agree with you. It makes me a little sad, too, that it's just like, it's that something's missing and being able to make a connection that lasts. Yeah. You know, and I mean, sometimes you'll hear people, you'll hear men say this all the time, we're animals, man, we're not meant to be fucking with one thing, you know, monogamy is a myth, it's like, get the fuck out of here. And I think, uh, I think I'm I'm the type of person, like, I've been in monogamous relationships, I've had this conversation earlier today, and it was like, well, I could probably do polyamory if it was the right person the right situation honestly exhausting to me see here's the thing i'm imagining polyamory like i have one partner and then they can have whatever they want and you don't want multiple and then i don't just okay i can't handle i can't no not not like emotionally like i can't you know what i mean like that's exhausting like as far as monogamy and all that shit goes in my personal opinion everything we we when we had the abortion conversation Conversation, open lines of communication. Yeah. If you any are, relationship, if you're person A and you're person B, and person B is like, listen, I'm not monogamous. I'm definitely gonna bang other people. <laughs> this is gonna happen, and you as person A have the right to be like, no. Yeah. Or you know what? I'll fucking go on the ride. Right. And it's like at either at any point, both of you being open have the chance to pull a ripcord and be like, I'm out. Relationships are me. tailored to the people in, you know, in yeah. the situation. But like again, kind of what I think you said earlier is like that's the fucked up thing is like people feel the need to lie to conform. Right. Because if you meet some, you're open to polyamory or if you're like you know what i'm not really into monogamy i kind of like i you know whichever way the wind blows whatever i want to do it's like i kind of feel that and then you meet someone and you're like i kind of i really like this person or i feel a connection or you're just like they're really hot and i want them and they're just like listen like i'm kind of a relationship person and a lot of people will be like me too yeah exactly. i am too so weird it's so great that we've made this connection <laughs> and secretly you're just like i can't wait to bang you and then i'm just out yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know because that's the whole thing we're chameleons we'll tell people it doesn't matter it, it doesn't even have to be sexual situations it's whatever sometimes you just tell people what they want to hear because it's the path of least resistance, resistance. yeah do you know what I mean? And, uh, oh, that's what, yeah, most people do. Right. I was actually earlier when you were talking about abortion and, like, the partner having a right to know about, like, a, you know, do they have a right to know? Is it a legal right or a moral mm-hmm. right? All that kind of stuff. I was going to go so far as to say that I think that if somebody is, like, serially cheating on somebody... And I'm not saying a man or a woman or whoever it is. I almost want would go so far as to say, then I don't know if it's consensual 
when they have sex with their partner. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they're under the understanding yes. that yeah. we're they're, monogamous and you... They're, they're being misled. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, be, among other things, if they're having unprotected sex because they think they're in a monogamous relationship and they're getting STDs because yeah. actually the, the boyfriend who was my first partner who I ended up, whatever, this became a real thing with him because he gave a lot of people STDs. Mm. And it was like, yeah, because they thought they were in a monogamous relationship with you, you know? And then years later, he showed up. I had been out of touch with him for years and years, and he showed up when I was fucking living in Korea, of all places. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I was going to say something else about Korea. Oh, just that I have seen infants in Korea, like, on a cell phone. Like, it's crazy. And when we were talking about technology, that's from a different guy. But he showed up years later to tell me that he had gotten herpes when he was in Nicaragua when we were dating, like, way back when. And he was like, you probably, if you haven't gotten it by now, you probably And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Wow. And he was like, yeah, I went to this prostitute and da 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 and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, I almost do think that it's not really consensual. Like if you're up to all kinds of crazy ass shit, yeah, then yeah. it's not really but, fair but, to because, the other person. Yeah, because the other person doesn't have all the information. Yeah, and, but do you, you know, think they, anyone they would ever a, want to agree to like making that uh, non-consensual? Because oh God, that would, you know what rough. I mean? Yeah. That's, I don't know though. I've well, thought about well, it. Well, that's all with with things like that. Like back to the conversation that we uh, the abortion thing. It's like there's it's there's so much fucking gray area. Right. It's not black and white. No, ever you know in that situation, Jesus Christ, the first court case is like landmark. It's like for, uh, I can set it up right now. Exactly what you just said. Woman, man, man's a serial cheater. Man, woman has zero idea. Man contracts STD from woman B. Gives it to woman A. Woman A then says, well, since you were stepping out on me, then it'd be our, our relationship became non-consensual because I did not have all the information. You gave me an STD. Now you're civilly liable. I can sue you. But also, could there be criminal charges because now you've infected me with a disease against my will because it was not consensual sex? So it's like, holy shit. Criminal cases. Now you've got yeah. holy fuck. So then it's then all of a sudden you're literally gonna um, open Pandora's box in that now you bring lawyers into it, characters are getting destroyed. People are gonna come at that woman, the lawyers are gonna come at her and try to fucking destroy her. To make it seem like, well, you know, and then the guy, I mean, the, her lawyers are going to fuck him up because he's this cheating piece of shit. Right. And it's like, you're going to have fucking all out war. And then God. Well, or I mean, what about somebody who's kids. getting multiple oh women God. pregnant? Yeah. Yeah. yeah what it's about fucking, that? It's insane. Well, I, I do believe, yeah, that there's, uh, I, I think that in certain cases that men should be held liable to pay at least half of an abortion cost. Do you know what I mean? I think there, ha- I mean, there should be something in that because it's like now you're talking about safety. There's travel. There's the cost of the abortion. There's so on and so forth. And it's like, I know it's weird because it gets into the whole realm of like, oh, you sign this contract before we have sex in case this happens. You're on the hook for half, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> you know, I think that's super it's, fair. <laughs> it's, it's a weird thing to talk about, but it's so crazy because it's like on the in the same conversation where we're like, oh, well, you have an ethical obligation maybe to tell that dude. And then the dude's like, well, I don't give a fuck. 
<laughs> right. Like, go ahead. Yeah. And the woman's like, well, it's $700. Dude's like, ah, peace out. Yeah. <laughs> it's on you, baby, because it's your body, your choice. Right. <laughs> that kind of thing. And it's like, holy shit, then that's scummy as fuck. So mm-hmm. it's like, now you've opened a whole other can of worms. And this guy's over here like, bro, I said it's fine. Like, it's her choice, but why do I have to pay for it when it's her choice? Because it was your sperm, jackass. Exactly, but then you open this weird door where the guy's like, oh, well, I don't want to pay for it, so all I have to do is stand on this fake soapbox and go, I want that baby. I, that's that's half my kid. She wants to kill it. I'm not paying for that. So you know what I mean? Yeah, you see, you'd never catch somebody in ev- that. Everything has this whole fucking weird escape Loopholes. Hatch, mm-hmm. Loopholes and uh, shit like that. So it's mm. like, talk about messy. It's so fucking messy. Yeah. You know, which is, again, why I think that open line of communication is so important. I mean, I mean, I know in some cases it's a fucking pipe dream. But, uh, you know, especially when you have in this age of just casual sex is at its peak. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's like the, uh, people have more casual sex now than I'd want to say probably ever before. I mean, it's like with the, the number of people. I mean, you're literally since the 60s to now, the population of the earth is fucking almost doubled. Right. You got people everywhere. And it's just like now with sex being way less taboo than it ever has been before. Birth control is more available than it ever has been. Birth control is more available before. It's like people out here fucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? People out here doing it. So it's just like. I don't know. I mean, the information is king. You know, I mean, knowledge is so important in this day and age. From now on, I'm going to require everyone that has sex with me to, to sign a disclosure that they will pay the entire abortion cost. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Just, you know what? Just get sneaky with it and just press record on your phone and be like, yo, you're going to pay for half this, right? If it happens, they're like, yeah. Be like, in, in Alabama, it is legal as long as one party knows that you're recording. <laughs> recording. And you are the one party. And you are the one party. Exactly. <laughs> Getting gangster with it. Yeah. <laughs> See, you learn. You learn. You learn. You learn. This has been a fabulous conversation. We're going to wrap it up. We have to ask this question because we ask all of our guests. Um, so we talked about you lost your virginity. You're almost, you're 23, 24. Beautiful experience in the back of a truck in a cornfield <laughs> in Indiana. I mean, again, I mean, what are we? It's a Kevin Costner movie. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, so that leaves a span of 26 to 27 years for you. So what is your body count? We ask everybody. Uh, so do you know? Yeah, I mean, I know the very close ballpark. Like I'm We pretty, don't need specificity. It's like 30, 32, I want to say. Okay. 30, 32, yeah. It would have been a lot lower, but I... <laughs> it was like... Because I was very, like, monogamous and, like, da-da-da. And then I lived in Korea for two years, and I just... To be honest, this is the saddest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I Well, my whole life... I was, like, in my mid-30s, and I always thought, like... God, I want to be one of those people who that just has one night stands and doesn't care and all this kind of stuff. And I thought it would be somehow good for me if I could like have all these one night stands and just not like I wanted to get over my like weird trust issues and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. By like somehow compartmentalizing sex. But the fact is that I was just so bored. I was so, <laughs> so bored. So then it went way up. It like doubled. Sure. It was like, yeah, so, it really, uh, it, it doubled in okay. Korea. We, we've had on the podcast, we've literally had, we've had single digits to over 400. We've had people say, I don't remember. We've had people say, I keep a sex diary. So it's like, it's funny. The one thing that everyone agrees on so far, we haven't had anybody on the podcast. It's like, so 
you've been with somebody for 11 years, but in that 11 years, when you first got together, did you guys have a conversation? Do you know his number? Was it something that you discussed? I do because... Is it um, important to you? It, it wasn't important to me, but he was like, he was horrified by my number. He thought it was really high. Yeah. And his number was way lower. Like, it was, like, he was well, cause, But also, the thing is, is I don't know, because he had been married. He had been just in long-term monogamous learning. Yeah, so he was just off the market. He wasn't in Korea with you. Yeah, He was off the market. Yeah, so I just was... Well, obviously, I, you guys are fine. You work through it. Yeah, you know, but he doesn't, like, planet. he probably doesn't want me to say it. Um, he, certainly he, on a podcast. He's, he's not going to yeah. listen to this podcast. So yeah. you're, you're like, earmuffs, 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 earmuffs. Yeah. You, can't, you can't listen to this part. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, you know what? I mean, at... Uh, at at, uh, at 50, which by the way, I have to tell you, you look fantastic for Oh, absolutely. Yeah, she said 50, I was like, whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I think yeah, that all falls in line. I mean, it makes sense. Oh, wait. I just remember one thing. Mm-hmm. Remember in before when I was like saying, do you get a hit on from doing comedy? Because mm-hmm. I never do. I forgot when I first um, was living in Chicago, I did that joke about turning 50. And then I think I did the version where I'm like, oh, whoops, this is my suicide note or whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was just on an open mic and this guy came up to me, and another comedian, and was like, would you ever date a 24-year-old? Oh. And I was like, no. no. <laughs> and then he kind of followed me around the whole night and was like, are you sure? Like, And I was like, I'm in a long-term relationship, and he was just yeah. like, "Would?" But he, it was kind of cute and flattering at first, and sure. he was like very cute actually. Yeah. But then it was like he wouldn't too much. It was too much, and <laughs> it was, it was like yeah. this is why I would never date a 24-year-old because the thing <laughs> is, it's like a 24-year-old woman. If you're a 50-year-old guy, probably pretty hot. A 24-year-old man mm-hmm. boy to, to a 50 year old woman is like literally looks like a baby i mean i literally was like oh my god but anyway it was I, it was cute it was flattering I, but nah. as a so i'm 40 what about a 27 year old woman <laughs> christine's hot you guys yeah. i uh i'm 43 and I'm, I'm, I'm most of my friends like uh i say most like a lot of my non-comedy friends especially are in my age group and I'll say anywhere from, say, 43 to 53 in that 10 years. And a good bit of them are single. Some of them are never married single. Some of them are divorce single or long-term relationship after long-term relationship. Now they're single and things like that. And it's like it comes up a lot because in, let's just say, Huntsville is a microcosm. It's like them dating. It's like women who are in that age range that are not married or in a relationship or something are first off very few and far between. (laughs) Uh, And if they are, it's sometimes for unfortunately those stereotypical reasons, like they've got problems (laughs) or, or like, they're serial cheaters or whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's like they're single for a reason. You know what I mean? It's like same that. for the men. The same for the men. Exactly. <laughs> oh so it's like that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying it through a man's eyes. Yeah. So it's like that whole thing. It's like as a man, it's like the thing is available women are in their twenties. Mm-hmm. 
because they're out here now like i said it's like it's it's i think the age continues to creep up where it used to be like say in the 70s and 80s it's like girl you're 25 you ain't married what is wrong with you you know what i mean and oh now yeah it's the like, south we get you we yeah, get married young, yeah exactly you get married yeah, or wherever and now it's like all of a sudden it's like hey i'm 31 and i'm just i'm figuring it out i'm fine i don't care you know what i mean mm-hmm. but it's like so that means that these women running up to 30 or now they're out here they're having fun they don't feel the need to be tied down so it's like men out here are 50 are like oh that girl's 26 it's like oh it's cool and from a woman's viewpoint i think they are i think way more apt to go up mm-hmm. as you as versus down they're yeah, like well that's yeah. fine i'll go up and a guy will go down but the only thing is man that emotional um, maturity mat- well emotional maturity but it's also just like your literal compatibility from being from two different generations, the chasm is sometimes just so Ugh. fucking difficult to jump across. Right. So it's like for guys, it is that whole thing. It's like, man, that girl's 25. She's hot. How old are you? I'm 51. She's 25. She's hot as fuck, though. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's cool. You have sex with her. Oh, it's great. Well, how's the relationship? Oh, I, I can't talk to her. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It's like, and it's this, I can imagine it's the same thing. Like some 24 year old dude's like, did you fucking watch the Knicks game? And a 50 year old woman's like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's just, it boggles my fucking mind. Right. So it's like, and I see it all the time because like my friends are, I'm 45 and what's her, oh, I got a date. How old is she? She's 27. And I'm like, are you confident? It's like, absolutely not. <laughs> this is probably going to go fucking terribly. And it's just, and I'm not saying that those relationships don't happen because of course they do. Like, you know, you can have a May, December relationship or whatever, but it's just, it's such a wild fucking thing because it's now, especially the disconnects in social media and upbringing and everything else is fucking wild because if you're 50 you can be like i fucking remember when there was nothing yeah, <laughs> yeah. and they're 25 they're like i've had facebook since i was a baby <laughs> like oh holy shit you know it's so, it's so fucking but weird. even just the idea of ever having to date again makes me want to cry oh I me mean, too uh, oh, so God. i of course i have i have no reason to be on tinder uh, uh, uh but my friends are and i had never seen tinder so I was like, yeah, me neither. You know I've what? never I, done a date. So yet. my my friend, I was I was like, you know what? I've never seen Tinder. Can I just I just want to see it. I just want to see what it what it's like. And it's like they're always act like they're handing me a nuclear bomb. They're like, be very careful. <laughs> Do not swipe on anybody. Do not swipe on <laughs> Do not swipe on anybody unless they give you explicit permission. And I'm like, no problem. And it's like I'm just they're standing there with me, and I'm just going through, and I'm like, okay, what are your age range? And they're like, thirty to forty five. And I'm like, that seems respectable. And it's just like, I went through like twice and I was like, I want to kill myself. <laughs> it's like, it's just, you look at, uh, the first thing is like Tinder is just, it's a visual meat market. Oh, so you're sure. Im- immediately looking and you're like, well, I'm okay. Uh, the only thing you have to go on is like, I can look at them and go, I'm attracted to them. And then you read their bio and maybe it says something funny. Or it says something that you're compatible with or whatever. But or maybe it's it says something awful. Or something awful. <laughs> it's literally just looking. And I was like, this is so depressing right now. It's like, it, it, I literally got depressed. <laughs> I was like, this is, and they're like, this is my life, bro. <laughs> this is like what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. So the, the, Till the, I need the, my soulmate. The, the, I, I mean, I'm, 
the two of us right now, Christina and I are looking at you like you poor son of a bitch <laughs> out here. And it's like, it's, you know what? If, if, if no, I know you're happy and you're gonna you're gonna do your own thing. No, but it like, does suck. Like yeah, of course. dating, it's dating like, sucks. It's hard. I can't even imagine. Dating it. has always sucked and it always will. I just yes. don't think there's any getting around. No, it. there's there's yeah. there's no fixing it. I do think that the dating apps broke broke this. Like it's like now we have to just fixate on how a person looks and nothing else. Oh, it's it's gone so visual. some attractive people it's, are. It's, so dull. Well, you know, it's so, it's they have well, nothing else. Well, see, it's gotten to the <laughs> point. Except it, good angles. It used to be if you were not, especially I will say, uh, as a man, it's because in in the typical, <laughs> in the in the typical societal norms is like man is the aggressor. Man is the guy that comes up to the woman at the bar and has to initiate. And it's, I think that's archaic now. It's like it could be anything. You know what I mean? But that's typically like what it is. And it's like it used to be that if you weren't the most attractive, but in a situation where you met somebody live, IRL, as the kids would say, (laughs) and and you beat them, and then you all of a sudden they're like, you know what? They're really charming. Right. And your personality picks up the slack for because you're not buff or you're not what whatever it may be. Right. And it's like I think some of that stuff, unfortunately, is starting it's to missed. slip by the wayside mm-hmm. because you that can't be translated through a fucking screenshot no. or through a fucking blurb on your dating profile. Yeah. Nope. You know. Can't. And those people are you're never going to get the chance because they're not going to swipe on a oh this that person is mediocre looking. But they could be the most fucking fascinating person you've ever met. And you could be so compatible on so many other points, but you won't give them a chance just because of the way they look. So it's like, that's what bums me out a little bit. It's like, luckily, I don't have, I'm not participating in that. But like when I see my single <laughs> Sounds friends, like I'm, I'm so like, lucky I wasn't judged on my look. Jesus Christ. Well, that's the whole thing. It's like my, my whole strong suit when I was single. It's like, I know, look, I'm not a bad looking guy. I know I'm not bad looking. I'm not fucking great looking. <laughs> and, oh, and, Scott, you're so handsome. I'm not fishing. <laughs> I'm not fishing. I kn- no, I know my fucking place. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like, I was Jerry Maguire. You get me in the living room, I'm, I'm a closer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's what I had to fall back on. I had to be charming. I had to be funny. I had to, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because it was like, I never was just going to walk in and be like, hey. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God. It was like, hey, he's okay. And it's, you know, it's like I had to win him on personality. Right. It's like I had to. And it's like, I think that's a lost, it's that art form is becoming lost. Yeah. But I digress. We have, uh, this is our longest episode ever because it's been mm-hmm. such a fabulous conversation. Uh, I'm, I have one more question for you. Okay. And it's just when you said it, and I, it's going to sound random as hell, but I got to know. Uh, so, uh, Korean lovers versus American, who's winning? Well, that was the thing is, so when I was in Korea, <laughs> sounds bad. <laughs> so I went on a big slutty spree out of pure boredom because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I don't speak Korean. So I was over there teaching English. So I kind of had sex like around the world. Like I had one oh. Korean boyfriend okay. and I can tell you about that. Sanjin. Oh, I, miss, <laughs> I miss him. I actually, oh God, there's a whole thing. Well, okay. So I had sex with like like a British guy, an mm-hmm. Irish guy, a Cuban guy. That oh. actually was awesome. That mm-hmm. was actually really great. Um, <laughs> She's like, actually. Because well, it's like other people are there. There's a lot sure. of people from other places. Trend. For one thing, there's a lot of um, American army guys there. And I didn't, <laughs> the only the only army guy I ever had sex with was the Cuban guy, but he was yeah. Cuban, Cuban-American. Sure. Um, 
weirdly we're like f- still friends on facebook anyway um so it was like a melting pot french guy yeah. oh my a pakistani guy oh. i mean it was just all over the place and then i did end up dating a korean guy mm-hmm. and oh, he was so funny because uh he would, you know, we barely could communicate with each other. Yeah. He barely spoke, but he had this translator thing on his phone. So he would be like, but he would, he really wanted to ask me so many questions about sex because yeah. Korea, like a lot of places is just, you know, it's not, I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, sex like Saudi Arabia or something, mm-hmm. but it's definitely like. A little bit behind the curve. A little bit behind. So Korean yeah. men are like, like Korean women date foreign men and Western men a lot, actually, and marry a lot. But Korean men generally don't. Mm-hmm. It's like because there's this whole thing about they continue the bloodline and yeah. so they want to keep it pure. So Korean men, it's very frowned upon to date American women. Anyway, I was dating this Korean guy and he would ask me all these questions about like, and he would always say, I watched Tyra Banks. And she said, and, all, and he was like, he was so worried about his dick being small because oh. of Tyra Banks and like the stereotypes about Tyra. Asian men. Anyway, oh, you bad girl. He, he was completely normal. And I would just describe him as average. And he was sure. like a cute guy. And yeah. the sex was like, okay. It wasn't amazing, but mm-hmm. it was fine. But the funny thing about him is that I met him at my gym (laughs) and every time we would go to the gym, we would kind of like flirt with each other and stuff. And he was always, I don't know, we hung out at the gym a lot. And um, this woman came up to me at the gym and was like showing me this big ring on her finger. And I was like, oh my God, it's beautiful. Like, Mm -hmm. congratulations. I don't know. But she didn't speak English. I don't speak Korean. And so I was just like, huh. And then like every time I would go to the gym, this same woman would come up to me like really aggressively and all this kind of stuff. And I was telling some friend about it and they were like, this is probably his fucking wife, wife. Chris. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? And I was just like, oh my God. Like, oh, I never put two and two together. <laughs> so then one time we were having dinner and I was, his name was Sangjin. <laughs> I don't think he'll ever hear. But I was like, Sangjin. We have a huge presence in Korea. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Sangjin, girlfriend. And yeah. he was like, no, no, girlfriend, no. And I was like, Sangjin, girlfriend. And he was like, no, 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 And he just kept saying no, no, no. And his phone kept going off. And the picture of a beautiful woman kept appearing. You know, this is like 10 years ago, but Korea has technology wavy. So you yeah. you could do like a ringtone with like a different picture yeah. like at that time. And I was just like, girlfriend, girlfriend. So I just, and then he was like, no, no, no. And then uh, he like walked me to my house and he, oh, he told me it was his mom. <laughs> he actually said it was his fucking mother. And then he walked me to my house and he said he broke up with me. And um, then his phone rang and I was like, girlfriend. And he was like, girlfriend. <laughs> or he said, I think he even said like fiance or something like oh that. My God. And I was like, oh, my God, that woman was trying to tell me. I think it was the woman with the ring. 
Because, like, why would you? She was, she was always, well, like, pointing know, at I wonder her if ring. It, I wonder if it was the woman with the ring or if that woman knew he was or married. Knew. Yeah. And, and she was, was like, trying, trying to, to tell oh, you, like, God, he's that's what married. it was. That's what it he's was. He's married. Because it wasn't, <laughs> I don't think it was her in if the it wasn't picture the one, that She just knew and she was like, Mary. Oh, she knew. She knew that. So she was trying to tell you. Yeah. Oh, man. That's wild. Terrible. Man. So Korean men are just man this was a fabulous conversation thank you so much <laughs> for coming on that, oh, i mean this really was me. i yeah. think this was probably this is one of our, our better ones I, one I, uh, of my favorites this i do fun. love it that was a very good conversation so Absolutely. christine thank you for coming on the podcast You're so um welcome. tell our listeners where they can find you uh well it's just at chrissy ferrera on instagram i guess all my stuff is on there i have a mm-hmm. website um i have a patreon i have I'm trying to think but i have like my link tree and all that at sure. instagram on so instagram. chrissy ferrera at instagram all right so find her on insta if you ever have a chance please see her live she's a fantastic comedian Aww. thank you for coming to huntsville and we look forward to seeing you again very soon uh Raina, do you have anything in closing this was great thank you this was awesome <laughs> it was it was fascinating what Come a great conversation oh we will yes uh, yeah if you're ever in chicago guys uh go to the lincoln lodge yes come go, to the lincoln go lodge. to the lincoln lodge uh christine is a is a part of that wonderful group and they are uh i mean a stalwart in comedy in chicago i mean in the country for real uh so go catch a show if you're ever there you might uh you might just see a a 50 year old redhead running around that's (laughs) probably her (laughs) Uh, say hello uh but uh thank you for listening uh we appreciate it rate review subscribe guys we have more fabulous guests coming up on going all the way so uh stay horny my friends all right goodbye Bye. Bye. bye